This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. Oh my God, there's so much going on and so much going on. We need two radio stations to do yeah. this all. So much. So the Supreme Court met yesterday on the um, 14th Amendment case in Colorado. That's the one where Section 3 says if you're part of an insurrection, you can't run for office. Well, you can't be an, an official in government, basically. Anyway, um, lawmakers drafted Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. I'm reading this to you. It was intended to keep former Confederate Army officials from gaining power in the reconstructed government after the Civil War. That happened December 4th, 1865. That's what this law was created for. It wasn't created for you to kick off people you don't like off the ballot just because you don't want them to be president. This yeah. is still a democracy, I hope. Because otherwise, I mean, every state could do that and then no one would decide on anybody. So Fox Local in Washington, D.C., with their biased reporting right here, here we go, as it came out yesterday. The Supreme Court is hearing this case and it, this comes after Trump Trump's appeal to a Colorado court's decision to bar him from the state's Republican primary ballot, citing the 14th Amendment aimed at keeping former office holders who, quote, engaged in insurrection, claiming this makes him ineligible to run for president. There's so much wrong with that. It went to the Supreme Court. It looks like I think it's going to be an eight to one decision. The only holdout is Sotomayor, who I think doesn't know what day it is. She's going to join Biden in the old folks' home. Wait till you hear what she did. Uh-oh. All right. So anyway, a little- How does any of this apply if he wasn't charged, let alone convicted, with right. insurrection? Right. It, the whole case depends upon that, and they haven't charged him, and he hasn't been convicted. So how was this even an argument now? Attorney smokestack. <laughs> attorney saying? smokestack. I don't know. That's One kind of the- needs to precede the other. No, I get it, but they're not going to. Re- I don't think they're approaching it from that angle. They're just approaching the viability of this amendment and this section being used and applied in this circumstance, which has nothing to do with the Civil War and Confederate Army officials. So here we go. Trump's attorneys have argued that he did not take part in the insurrection. First of all, Smoke's right. You have to assume first, and you have to prove that there was an insurrection. There wasn't an insurrection. But Re- ABC News says that there was. Repeat well, after me. That was not an insurrection. That was a bad riot with a bunch of rednecks that went really wrong, and it was embarrassing for the, us throughout the whole world, and it shouldn't have happened. However, it was not a military coup. It was not an insurrection. Even if you give them the benefit of the doubt and say that it was, right? A bunch of people got charged with insurrection. Trump wasn't one of them. No, he didn't get charged with it, and nobody convicted him of it. So right. this law the- might apply to the other people that got locked up, but locked up, but not him. 
Okay. In the insurrection. And again, the justices will now determine whether that amendment can be applied to Trump. We are going to continue to follow all of these developments. Of course you are, from your angle. And then ABC News, NBC, they all lied yesterday. Uh, Rick, what do you make of Trump's response to this, coming right out of this hearing? So I want to thank everybody. First, a couple of quick fact checks. Uh, this is now veered into becoming a very political speech. A lot of the big talking points, just including a false claim that he closed the border where Biden didn't. So you have to talk over him? You can't let him speak? No, they didn't let him. No, of course not. They will not. ABC, NBC, and CBS will not run Trump audio. It's amazing. It's amazing. We're no longer in a democracy, and they're doing it in the name of saving democracy. So the one thing that he claims right there is that this whole border thing that he said he claimed he did, he didn't do. He did. He did. Except the Democrats were in his way the whole time. They wouldn't give him the money to finish the wall. I mean, I know you know all this. But at the same time, you're lying. But on the merits of the case, he also veered into to some severe misinformation by saying uh, falsely that the Biden White House is directing all of these legal cases. That is not the case. OK, that's actually the case, because we just found out uh, recently that uh, Fannie Willis is the uh, D.A. in Georgia, who's uh, leading up the Trump case for, you know, interference in the election in 2020, uh, used her boyfriend, Nathan Wade, an attorney that had nothing to do with it, as the lead prosecutor for the Trump case, yeah, right? we knew that. So, the, Nathan Wade, I'll let you listen to this. One day, he billed a full 24 hours. He billed every second of a day, and he put the vague description, prepared cases for pretrial, right? So, you oh work 24 God. hours in a row uh, very early on in this case, he also, this is how stupid this guy is. This guy also billed for two meetings he had with the White House staff, one with the White House counsel for uh, for for like eight hours and then another eight hour meeting at the White House before Fannie Willis brought this indictment against President Trump. What? So, so they were coordinating, get this, so the Georgia case, they were. we know the other ones are coordinating with the White House because Jack Smith pretty much is in the White House every day. But this case in particular, the most dangerous case because it's a state case and he can't pardon his way out of that, Fannie Willis and them, um, the ABC News flat out lied because, listen again, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm, may, I'm pretending I'm sitting with somebody that is brainwashed. Uh-huh. I don't know why, but I feel like it today. So here's again ABC News. Fact but check. on the merits of the case, he also veered into to some severe misinformation by saying uh, falsely that the Biden White House is directing all of these legal cases. That is not the case. You just heard it. They did meet with the White House. It is coordinated by the White House. All of this is. At what point does that come become censorship that they say, okay, now we're going to go to Trump, and then somebody steps in front and goes, well, you're just going to hear a bunch of misinformation. We don't want you to listen to it for yourself. Just listen to me. I'm telling you that what he's saying is lies. Okay, go on about your day. And he's lying to you right there. I'm proving it right there. I'm playing the fact that the ABC News reporter said that that was severe misinformation. Then I'm playing you the facts about Nathan Wade, Fannie Willis's boyfriend, who actually went to the White House to coordinate with them on the prosecution Before of Before the case was even... In, in, yeah, it's incredible. Anyway. President Biden and his White House are lying when they said that they didn't have any communications with any of these Democrat prosecutors like Alvin Bragg and Fannie Willis before they brought these unprecedented charges against President Trump, this election interference, because Nathan Wade 
billed for those meetings. What yeah, an idiot. Yeah, they have the actual receipts, the invoices. He billed for it at the White House. It's a record. And this guy goes on ABC News, figures you're only watching them. So whatever he tells you, you're going to mm-hmm. think is it. And what an idiot. You would think that if you're part of a bigger narrative and like this whole thing of we're going to take down Trump, you go, okay. You could come to the White House to meet with us about this, but you can't bill these hours because then if somebody goes on this paper trail, they're going to realize you were here before this whole thing even started and he bills the hours. What a moron. But there's also a visitor's log as well, so it's not like just, just the receipts. Yeah. And, you know, I think he also is, is presuming that the Supreme Court will side with him as our folks have uh, have analyzed, I think, uh, correctly today. It does appear. Yeah, so hey, their, their own people, he just told you, he just contradicted himself. He goes, oh yeah, Trump thinks he's going to get off on this, but our own people said he probably will. How scared do you have to be of one person that when you go, okay, yeah, let's go. Donald had to, uh, a response to this. Mr. Trump had a response to this. And when they, he goes to talk, you talk over him with your own dubbing to, to say, ow, oh, you don't need to hear what he has They're all doing that now. We yeah. played you uh, Morning Joe the other day from MSNBC that said, okay, cut it off right there. We're not going to let... And then we had... The, what's the other one? What's what's his name? The the, the dude from MSNBC with the short brown hair. Um, Mirror? No, no. No. Uh, no, no. Skinny dude. Uh, likes to wear female clothing. Uh, oh, what's... Uh, oh, Ma- Rachel Maddow. Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Great, great. Oh, when you say dude, you confuse me when you call her that. Okay, that, me so, too for the first two seconds. So uh, Rachel Maddow uh, was the one who played like 10 seconds and then cut it off. To, they're uh-huh. all doing that She's now. She's like, yeah. this is just full of misinformation. It's like, according to who? I can just... Don't speak for me. I can decide on my own if I think it's misinformation. Well, not they, any they, longer. They need to be able to say, well, no, we played it. We did. We, we played like... a his first three words and then cut him off. Now, here's the scariest part of all of this. This is the Supreme Court. That's the end of the road. You go to the Supreme Court, a decision's made, it's, you're done. It's it. There's nowhere else to go. You can't go to Russia. You can't go anywhere. That's where we're at now with a lot of this stuff, though. It's like at the highest government levels and there's no one to police those police. One of the one of the justices, Sotomayor, uh, w- was uh, speaking to Trump's attorney, Jonathan Mitchell, Trump's defense counsel, and uh, he was bringing up, as an example, a prior case using term limits. It had nothing to do with the present case. She had no idea what he was talking about. She actually thought she was in the term limits case. She's completely out of it. Are you setting up so that if some president runs for a third term, that a state can't disqualify him from the ballot? Of course a state can disqualify him from the ballot. Now, I just, just a point of clarification so we're all on the same page. When you say term limits, you mean our decision in the term limits case. Yes, I'm sorry. Constitutional provision governing term limits. Yes, U.S. term limits against Thornton. Maybe I should call it Thornton instead of term limits. I'm sorry. Now, you're talking the Supreme Court. Think about... It would be easier for me if you used the terms that I'm familiar with. Think of that. The Supreme Court. You think a judge on the Supreme Court would be prepped for this trial, knowing full well what they're going to bring up as precedent, you know, in the case. She had no clue. She thought she was actually discussing term limits and it was another case. It's it's crazy. We're, we're, we're really... Yeah, wow. we're in for it. All right, President Biden. Oh, God. He actually called an unscheduled news conference last night. He was so pissed off. I want to babble at you. Now, in case you don't know what happened, in the documents case... 
Joe Biden had documents, more documents than Trump, in, littered across the country. I saw the picture. In Classified, Pens- sensitive documents. In Pennsylvania, he had them at the uh, university in Pennsylvania where the Chinese were uh, donating a million dollars every year to the Freedom Alliance Foundation. <laughs> and that's where some documents were. There was some documents in Chinatown. And the b- big garage document uh, hall, you should see the pictures. The documents are laying on the floor. There's oil stains. It was right next to his Corvette. In like a cardboard so box. When you open the door to the garage to bring your car out, you can see in the background, you've looked in other people's mm-hmm. garages, you can see the documents kind of sideways, almost falling off these piles of clothing and stuff for goodwill. I just shoved these back here. I got nowhere to put them. No, it's unbelievable. But anyway, they spilled the stuff yesterday. And what's funny is, I don't know if it's on purpose or not. I haven't figured this one out. The investigator, her, who was appointed a special counsel to investigate Biden and his documents, um, came back and said no charges will be filed, which I thought initially, I thought, oh, man, that's disappointing. What a letdown. It's always a double standard. Trump will get char- was charged and he won't get charged. No. Then I thought, when I started hearing what went on after that, this um, special prosecutor went on to say that Trump is basically out of it. Her was appointed back in January after these documents turned up in that office, the garage of the president's home in Delaware in late 2022, and reportedly has talked to roughly 100 different people who may have knowledge of those documents. Now, that allegedly includes Hunter Biden and now Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who back then was working as an aide to President Biden when he was a senator, when he was vice president, and that's when these documents date back to. The president took a lot of criticism for the way these were handled, especially uh, amid reports that some of them were simply stored in an unsecured garage by his personal vehicles in Delaware. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that her is likely to have a detailed report within the next couple of months, maybe by the end of the year, and that it will be, quote, sharply critical of how the president and longtime aides handled the classified documents. Yeah, let me stop her for a second. That's um, that's uh, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She's from Fox News. But the thing was, um, in the case of the classified documents, it was disappointing to see there was no charge. However, this guy has been talking, her, the special counsel, and said this, quote, Biden, if he were a witness in this case, we couldn't carry it through because he's a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. Okay. okay. Hi, Pot. And then, and then that, got ex- that further got explained later in the day, and that's what prompted Biden to get all pissed off and come out. And he started, first of all, what's the first cut, Smoke? Is this the one with... Uh, I have it labeled there. Okay, this is, uh, speaking to the um, country last night, President Joe Biden addressed the special counsel report that called his memory into question, including saying that Biden didn't remember when his son had died. He also did not remember when he was vice president, when he became vice president, and when it stopped, when he ended uh, being vice president. He couldn't recall any of that. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? And then we had Biden talking about uh, the important part of the special counsel's report uh, and how it's closed now. He's trying to put this behind us. That's his job. And they decided not to move forward for any extraneous commentary. They don't know what they're talking about. Oh, no. They know what they're talking about. There's enough proof, especially in the last two months where you barely can get a sentence out and you speak to dead people. Yeah, that doesn't look good. (laughs) 
No, Biden, here's here's a little proof in case you missed it. Uh, you probably didn't hear this because if you only watched the major networks, you didn't hear this. He was addressing a crowd about um, this speaking the- speaking to the French president, who is Macron. Okay. And instead, he spoke to a president that's been dead for 30 years. Right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, why, why, how, how long are you back for? <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know. Well, did you see the thing about when he was talking about Gaza and the leader of Egypt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that I put that as a number four or whatever. The he also was. spoke to a dead leader from well, Egypt. 20, well, well, he yeah, died in 2017. Um, 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 who was it? I forget right now. Well, he was talking but, about the leader of Egypt here when he was talking about Gaza, and he calls him the president of Mexico. <laughs> well, like, he, what? He was That's up, the last one, I think. One other reporter, I don't know, we'll get to it in a second. We, another reporter, I don't know where she's from, but she was really, is this the one? She was really hammering I him. I think he uh, douches first, and then she's the second. Okay, let's that. play her first, then. For months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Many American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is your judgment. That is your judgment. That is not the judgment of the press. Yeah, and then, of course, Douchey got into it with him. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's totally out of is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. <laughs> wow. Jeez. I it's mean, a legitimate question yeah. that deserves an answer. He's just like, oh, I mean, that's just your opinion. No, dude. I know you only watch one channel, Mr. President, but take a look. We all think you're kind of an idiot who needs to t- t- sit down, man. You make yourself look dumb. And Peppy was asked about all this. I don't have anything for you at this time. I would refer. Yeah. I, I bet not. So. Yeah. She never has anything. Well, honestly, never. like I said, I know she's not the best press secret- secretary, but... Look what she's got to work with. You try to cover that up. How do you spin that to make that look even a little good? You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, I not that I'm giving her a pat on the back, but her duty is very challenging. Are you guys confident that the leadership at Boeing can execute that pivot back to safety? Look, um, I... I we want to make sure. That's not it. Anyway, uh, let's see. Five Marines. This is unfortunate. Uh, the helicopter crashed when they found the debris field in San Diego. And then moments after that, we got off the air. They found the five Marines dead. Authorities confirmed the deaths of five Marines that went down on a helicopter in the mountains outside San Diego. It was Marine Corps CH-53 Super Stallion helicopter. It was found yesterday morning near Pine Valley in the mountains east of San Diego. The snowy conditions made it difficult to get the chopper. Uh, and get to the victims there. So the names of the Marines have not yet been released. All right, there you go. Unfortunately, that happened. We had an earthquake here in Florida, right here off the coast. That's so crazy. It was a 4.0. Right off the Cape, yeah. We don't really have like a... I mean, there is a fault line there, but that hasn't been active. Yeah, but our, la- our, our isn't the uh, our foundation for the lack of my stupid mind, uh, brain? Uh, isn't it mushy? It's sand, right? <laughs> we I wouldn't even feel it. A lot of sinkholes. Doesn't that absorb a lot of the shaking around? Because in yeah. California, you know, the, the foundation of California is rock. Yeah, but yeah, well, they have mountains right there. Like you're, I think they're closer to a tectonic fault oh, than we are. Many of them. Yeah, so many. like they're right there, but. 
I'm surprised that we had one because ours is off the coast and not active. So Yeah, it was a 4.0 magnitude earthquake that hit about 100 miles east of Cape Canaveral just before 11 p.m. Wednesday night. We didn't feel anything here. 4.0, that's pretty mild, though. Mm. I still put my tinfoil hat on for those. Because like, it was maybe like 20 years ago, that Japanese guy came out and he's like, yeah, I invented an earthquake machine. And then he disappeared. Nobody ever heard from him again. The government's like, we don't know what he's talking about. Shut up. Look somewhere else. What do you do when you go home? Do you? I worry. And what I'm trying to you know, draft plans for my bunker. Like, <laughs> What channel do you put on? Where are you getting all this stuff? No, you just read. It's stuff you find out that no, just stop doesn't reading. make to the mainstream, man. <laughs> Japanese guy. I worry is my favorite answer ever. <laughs> an earthquake machine. Hey, could be right. Uh, a Daltona family got a terrifying knock at the door. This is happening a lot. Deputies rushed into their home in the middle of the night after someone called 911 and said he killed his brother. So I was, uh, I had a fight on my dad's gun and I think I killed my little brother. So me and him were like arguing and he got me like really mad. But when Volusia County deputies arrived at the Daltona home Sunday morning and Sharita Brown answered the door, she had no idea what this could possibly be about. I said, you scared me. He's like, I'm sorry, but is this, you know, my address? I said, yes. He goes, well, did your son shoot your son? I'm like, no, I don't have 10 and 11 year olds. I have teenagers. Deputies then determined the call was a fake. Brown and her family had just been the target of a swatting call. It was kind of shaky. I was really, you know, like, oh my God, like scared. You know, somebody making a phone call like that is unacceptable. Wow, so there's a lot of swatting going on. There's that going on. Mm -hmm. It's really, what are they going to do? I mean, you know, the 911 system stressed out already. Now we got people calling up doing fake stuff. And when you hear that, that sounds real. That's an upsetting phone call. Well, yeah. Can't they triangulate the position of that with cell towers and everything. They do it for like murder cases and stuff where you can find out where the guy kind of was. I don't know, dude. You'd be calling through the computer, right? VPN? What not that what you do? No, no. I mean, I have a cell phone. No, I mean, but you could actually, if you're going to do this on purpose and not be traced, would you do it through a cell phone? You'd do it through a computer or something with an untraceable IP code, right? I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly how that would work. Normally... You can kind of see that stuff, especially if it's tied into with law enforcement things. Well, and your your service provider should have some of that information anyway. Well, they scared the hell out of that family. They came in with their guns drawn, screaming. You know how they are. Good job. Mm. Oh yeah, they were in the woods. They have the vests. You know, you got guys trained on the house. Like, um, hello, can I help you? So anyway, top story, of course, the whole thing about Trump. Uh, I mean, Biden. I think that t- trumps the uh, get, no pun intended. Trumps the Fourteenth uh, Amendment story. But uh, Biden just getting so angry last night that he just did an impromptu news conference. Nobody had time to go and write teleprompter script, Mm-mm. and he came out there. With was just, I am not forgetful. I am not an animal. (laughs) Where am I? Yeah, so um, with that being said, you know, Trump's a businessman. Always looking to, uh, you know, profit off of something, maybe. Yeah, and uh, I think he sees an opportunity here with Biden the way he is, and I I don't know if this is a good gesture in your mind. In my mind, I'm thinking, well, you know, business opportunity, go for it. Do you know a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with poor memory? I do. (laughs) That's why I created a home for Biden, a place where sympathetic, well-meaning elderly men with poor memory can get the care they need. Free legal advice from prosecutors, judges, and the Department of Justice. Scripted teleprompters to help with speech and memory. And a totally biased media to pretend like you're as healthy as a horse. 
So why not send your sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with poor memory to a home for Biden? They accept Medicare. Call today. Say habla espanol. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with a world gone crazy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Okay, yesterday was a really good day. You want to know why? I don't watch The View, but every so often, The View will deliver you a little nugget of happiness. And this happened yesterday. This is rich. You ready for this? Oh, God, I just turned my headphones up and now I'm deaf. Um, one of The View's hosts, who we love so much on the show, Sonny Hostin. Boo! Exactly. <laughs> She was shocked, shocked and shaken to discover a little bit of her family's history. My mother's family, while um, they are Puerto Rican, they actually originate from Spain. And the reason that they moved to Puerto Rico is because the slave trade mm-hmm. had been sort of canceled in Spain and then Curacao, and then they moved all of their slaves to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And so the, biz- the family business, I have been told that they were printers and journalists, but they were in fact enslavers. Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, and my mother, <laughs> so oh, she fell over the audience. Oh my God, so Sonny Hoiston's family lineage included slave owners, wow! Part. My favorite part is she hangs her hat on I'm black and white supremacy and I'm owed reparations and my truth and I've lived my truth. And now all of a sudden that she finds out her family were slave traders, she's like, well, I've always been told that my mom was Puerto Rico and my dad derived from... Say- oh, now all of a sudden you're not black because all of a sudden you find out your mom had the family business, which was slave trading? Yeah, <laughs> cough up my reparations there. No, no, no. She still wants the reparations. Wait, she, she does? does? I, I still believe... I know, but I still 
I do believe in reparations, like, by whoa. the way, so y'all can stop texting me and emailing me and saying that I'm a white girl and that I don't deserve reparations. She so, wants her reparations. By the way, her reparations that she wants for living in a huge mansion behind a brick wall with security while her kids go to private school. You don't earn nothing. And you apparently make, you weren't a slave. None of your family was. They had some. All right? Doesn't Yeah, your family sold slaves and now you want reparations well, for what look you nobody's know, getting reparations unless you were a slave i'm sorry i think i think this is a good thing it really is when think about it i mean she really uh brought to light everything that these race baiting people she's actually telling you what she does for a living which is race baiting uh-huh. and now she's realizing what we all realize if you're if you have a little bit of critical thinking is that we all pretty much came from the same gene pool at one point but mm-hmm. If you remember, back, I think this was a couple months ago, and I quote, ready for this? From Sonny Hostin's mouth, slavery is still one of the most pressing issues in America, uh, American race relations right now, that marks that slavery still persists to this day in America, and we need to atone for it. If you've ever had any ancestors involved in the slave trade, that you, in fact, were part of a white supremacist cabal trying to keep black and brown people down. So, so she is part of the white supremacy cabal. According to her mm. own quote, mm. she is. Oh, Joy Behar, what do you think of that? Disappointing. <laughs> the slave thing is a bummer. It's a slave thing is a bummer. bummer. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm enriched by knowing that my family has come so far from being enslavers to my mother marrying my father. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what the deal is right there? Wait You've come so far now. No matter what happens to her, she's the victim. Remember, she's mm-hmm. a victim. She's a victim and a victimizer. She wants everyone to be a victim. I love that. It's I can learn and my family can move on and we can grow. But you can it doesn't matter how many ancestors back, how many years back your ancestors might have owned slaves. You're still a white supremacist trying to hold down black and brown people. But for me, my family has recognized its own growth and come so far. Yeah, she's done the work, even though she's a multicultural supremacist. She is a waste of space <laughs> on this planet. She is the worst type of garbage human being that there is. Uh, tell me more, Jill. And, and she makes the- millions of dollars on The View. And what do you think there? of her hair? I, if she wasn't so ugly, I think she's pretty. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. She's actually quite an attractive human. She's, yeah, she's a pretty female, but she's so ugly Not on the inside. Me. She should try eating some makeup. Maybe she's it'll make her pretty on the inside. some makeup. She's got a moose on her face all the time. I don't get it. What? A moose? She's got a moose on her face all the time. What does that mean? Is that a... What am I missing? Is that a joke? No, no it's not a joke. She's it a, got a, the look. She's got a moose on her face. You never heard that? No. Smoke? You've Back in my day, it was a term for people with a shower face. <laughs> Thank you, Smoke. Okay, you guys ready for this? Let's keep it going. You guys on board? Choo-choo! What now? Brittany Griner is getting a movie made about her harrowing time in a Russian prison. Who the hell is Bob Griner? This weekend, opening in theaters all over the country, Irresponsible, starring Brittany Griner. No, but they're not going to spit it, it that uh, way. Uh, um, um, from Russia with Reefer. Uh, from, what, what is it called? No, I like Irresponsible. Irresponsible. Guess who she signed the deal with? One Crippy guess. Crippy in the guess? Kremlin. Oh. No, guess. <laughs> who she signed the guess deal with? Guess which company? 
Oh, 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 Disney. Uh-huh. No, they did not. Uh-huh. Oh, no, they didn't. She signed a deal with Disney to tell her story. They announced oh. it um, that the last two years have been the most harrowing, transformative, and illuminating period of my life. She's not British, but in my head, this is how this goes. Oh, give me a I'm break. grateful to be in a place now to share my story. There's nothing to share. You're irresponsible. You're spoiled brat. I hope to inspire hope around the hope world. Hope for what? That, you're, that if you go to another country with drugs, you're not going to get arrested like you deserve? And guess who's going to narrate it with her and do the exclusive interview as part of the movie? One guess. One guess. Oh, God. Narration? B- Obama? No, close. Uh, Might as well be. It's not Michelle either. Uh, uh, um, close. Hillary Clinton. No, no, no. No, we- no. Here, you have to think racist like they yeah, are. Yeah, so, yeah, because yeah. Brittany no, Griner be Br- Br- is black. It has to be someone black interviewing yeah. her because only oh, they can understand. Um, oh, 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 oh. oh. Uh, from Good Morning America. Joy uh, Reid. No. Um, 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 She's from ABC. Uh, Oprah's friend. No, not Gail. No, no, not Gail. Uh, You're really close. It's Robin Roberts. Oh, it's the oh. difference. Here we go. Robin Roberts. Same kind of BS as the other one. It says here, and it's so funny, it's a Griner who was arrested at Moscow Airport for a cannabis possession, was convicted and sentenced to nine years, and is what widely considered a political ploy. No, it was. No, it's not. It's not. You, <laughs> it's, you said it in the first sentence. Did she have cannabis in a country where it's illegal? Okay, done deal. Case closed. Watch you went to jail because you did a crime. And she knew exactly what was required by traveling to Russia because she played on the Russian team. It's yeah. not like she's never been there before. You just thought you were too big and too cool to get uh-huh. caught and then you did. And, and then- now that you feel bad and everyone's like, oh no, it's someone mildly famous but not really. No, they tried to pull the whole, she's a woman, she's oppressed, she's a minority and that's why they're enslaving her. They used all these trigger words mm-hmm. so that people would be like, well, oh, we can't do that. Well, she broke the law in another country. You think America's so bad? Go try doing what you do here in another country and see what happens to you. What we should do is remake uh, Midnight Express, and she plays the part of the the star in that movie. She's on the remember on the bus with oh, the yeah. hash strapped around her waist and under her coat, and sweating then, bullets with her chewing gum, like, and it's Turkey. Yeah. Where they beat wow. the living crap out of you just for looking the wrong yeah. way. You lose your paperwork. You got to eat cockroaches to live. You got to yeah. kill three guys just to try to escape. They bamboo your feet. Yeah. Anyway, I thought you guys would get a kick out of that. Disney's making a movie about her, and they're going to paint her as a hero. Of course they are. And they left that, by the way, they left a, a, a service member behind. Remember that? Was it a, a Well, Marine not only that, they n- traded Brittany Griner. Biden made a deal right, right. with Russia, Russia to trade the merchant of death. He was a terrorist that we had in our possession. We gave him back for a basketball player. That gummit. Not even a good one. <laughs> You can't make this stuff up, man. Nobody watches the WNBA. No. Do I need to pull out my Bill Burr? Do you need to pull out the Dave Chappelle, too? (laughs) The Bill Burr is the best. Yes. Do you have him? Um, Oh, that's okay. You don't have to do it on the fly. It'll take me a few seconds. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Let's move on to Ben Shapiro. I know. They can't cancel my message because I'm the biggest independent rapper in the whole freaking world. Claim that I'm racist, yeah, alright. I'm not ashamed because I'm white. If every Caucasian's a bigot, I guess every Muslim's a terrorist. Every liberal is right. I don't want to. Yeah, that's uh, Brent Shapiro, number one well, song that in the actually, nation. Actually, you didn't get to Ben Shapiro yet. That was Tom McDonald. No, no, I know. I know uh, who that is. The song is called Facts. It was number one on iTunes. Now, uh, just because you're number one on iTunes doesn't mean you necessarily chart. But in this case, Ben Shapiro, in this song called Facts, I, you should play the Ben Shapiro part coming up in just a second. It arrived at. This is big. Number 16 on the Hot 100. Right. Which is incredible because Ben Shapiro's not a rapper, but Tom McDonald wanted him on his song. Look at the graphs. Look 
at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison, I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke Karen's. And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people download this. Let's get a billboard number one. This ain't rap, this ain't Yeah, that's great. Ben Shapiro, man, he didn't like hip hop before. Yeah, facts held number one he on iTunes for much of it. its tracking period, beating out uh, Justin Timberlake, Megan Thee Stallion, and Nicki Minaj. Wow. Oh, wait, he beat out Megan the Stallion? Yeah, the, the Stallion. The horsewoman? Not the Stallion, but the, the Stallion. Stallion. Oh, different. Megan the Stallion. Yeah, Megan the Stallion still with, in court trying to get the name fixed. <laughs> with a with a name like Ben Shapiro. I mean, how how embarrassing is that for you, Megan? Oh, and he's the whitest of white dudes. Oh, he's a little dude. white Jewish guy. To- totally, totally. And I love that Tom McDonald was like, hey, what's going to piss people off the most? Okay, I got to have Ben Shapiro do this rap part. The only thing that would have been better is if it was like Tucker Carlson, but Ben Shapiro was great. So he was joking, obviously. We did this earlier in the week, but the, the funny story was that the number one song on iTunes was a rap song, and it was with Ben Shapiro. And by the way, uh, Ben Shapiro's podcast, there's one special podcast he put out with Jordan Peterson where Jordan goes through every single lyric in a song and analyzes it. Right. It's unbelievable. I know it's you don't have a lot of time, but it's probably about 45 minutes Did long. Did you do it? I know you said you were going to- I'm trying to figure a way to do it on the air because it's, it's not the- Jordan Peterson hard to condense. is hard. Yeah, it's hard to edit because everything he says is a billion dollar sentence. Right. It's like, how am I going to do this without putting that in there? So I kind of was going to do it, but I was like, ah, I'm going to play like a little portion. It's not going to work. It's just, I'll try again next okay. week. All right, no problem. But it's amazing. You got to go uh, listen to the podcast. So uh, today's Friday, and obviously the Super Bowl is this weekend. So people are betting on what they normally would bet about in Vegas. There's regular bets: who's going to win, what's the score going to be, who's going to be MVP. But there's such thing as prop bets. If you don't know what prop bets are, that's uh, all the other stuff. How long will the national anthem be? Will Reba McIntyre do a good job singing the national anthem? Will, will she... Usher slip on a banana peel? Yeah. Will there be some kind of malfunction during halftime? And the other ones, of course, all have to do with Taylor Swift. Uh, the number one question or the prop bet is, will Travis Kelsey propose to Taylor Swift? They asked him that the other day. He said he's only got run, one ring one ring on his mind right now, and that is the Super Bowl ring. And they have talked about getting married, but they did say if they were going to get engaged, it would be at their one-year anniversary, which is in July. Um, will the MVP, if it's Travis Kelsey, mention Taylor Swift in his speech, or even if it's Patrick Mahomes? Ugh, people um, are betting money on this crap. Mm-hmm. Will Taylor Swift wear an outfit made by Christian Music? If you don't know who that is, she's the wife of one of the other. You saw her the other day. You, I know you're huffing, but you actually said you liked her the other day. So who? I'm going to call you out on that. Kristen like Music. Who? She's the wife of one of the other players for Kansas City. She's a designer. Oh yeah, yeah. no, no. I said she was hot. Yeah. I didn't say I liked and her. And the NFL gave her the rights <laughs> to different. use their logo to make different costumes. She's the one that's made all the outfits that Taylor Swift has. Yeah, worn. I like the, her. The outfit. NFL gave her a ton of money. Um, Will they show Taylor Swift traveling from Japan to Las Vegas um, and other things like that? Will they show them kissing? What's the over and under of how many times they're going to cut away to Taylor? It's all Taylor Swift stuff. How can you bet money on that when it's so easy? You could bet money on anything in Vegas. uh, That stuff's too easy to rig. (sighs) What do you mean? The kissing stuff? Yeah, things like that. I mean, you think they place a few bets and then look and be like, oh, wow. All right, all right, make your bet, Travis. I'm going to text you right now. Make your bet. Yeah, I don't think smooch. Vegas cares. They'll gladly take your money, whether it's right or not. Not in Vegas, but I mean, they Taylor Swift. Who's not that she doesn't have enough money, but that, uh, it's really A Pete Rose situation, that's all I'm saying. Oh, this gotcha. is all happening, really, for yeah, real? Yeah, get this over it. It's no happening. Joke? Yeah. Oh, God. Hello. I 
am Super Bowl prop bets. I'd like to sincerely apologize for turning every detail of the big game into an opportunity to blow your kids' college funds. <laughs> you can wager on the coin toss and the length of the national anthem. You can even bet on whether Travis Kelsey will propose to Taylor Swift after the game. I regret that folks can't just enjoy the halftime show without putting a hundy on how many songs Usher will sing. If you put your entire life savings on red and you're not playing roulette and instead betting on the color of the Gatorade dumped on the winning coach, you might want to call 1-800-GAMBLER. Apologetically yours, Super Bowl Prop Bets. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. One of my favorite things of Saturday is my wife and I usually head over to Sam's Club. We don't have, I have a Costco. I haven't been there in a while, but it's too far. But the mm. thing is, is I like to eat there. I like to have lunch, and mm. uh, it's good for me for the rest of the day. You go there, they're all sample trays. Costco has more samples than Sam's Club, yeah. historically yeah. speaking. Better samples. Sam's has the same good food and everything. They just don't get the sample thing like it should be done like Costco. Should doesn't. we go out there one day and offer to give out samples? What do you mean? The three of us. We'll go out there and we'll give out samples yeah, at Sam's. Then you have to wear the little white hat and the That's white okay. apron. And then you have to wear gloves yeah, and I don't masks. Do, I, and don't, I don't like hair nets. Jill. Plastic over your shoes, hair nets, a hazmat mask. Get to pick out good foods to pass out. Anyway, uh, somebody in the drug industry picked up on this. Canadian drug dealer was busted for allegedly offering samples. He would well, give, somebody got to try it. He would pass out his free sample staple to his business card. Was this at Costco? <laughs> no, no, outside. No, no, I'm just saying. Oh. Can oh, he, yeah, well, he would staple little bags of cocaine to his business card. Yeah, it works for Costco, works for Sam's Club. You give a little bit, a little tiny little taste, and then all of a sudden you're back and people are buying. I mean, it. it I get it. It's a good business model, but, like, this guy didn't see that. What was that movie with Dave Chappelle? Half-Baked. Oh yeah, yeah. Same thing. They put the little smiley guy on all their weed, and then next thing you know, it's like the cops are like, "Hey, you guys, these smiley people." Yeah, Saeed Amir Razavi, 30, was allegedly caught because, well, he handed out 50 samples, dime bags, portioned with drugs, stapled to his business card, and all the cops had to do was see his business card, call the number, and ask where he was, and they came down and arrested him. Wow. Well, I didn't think anybody that got the free sample would call the cops. He's going to get time off for good marketing. I'm sure, yeah. Patient at the mental health ward here in Florida defended punching a nurse in the face. Well. He said, she's a med- she's a staff worker. She should expect to be punched in the face. That's what we do. I'm a psych patient. She's trying to disinfect my bowels. What was I going to let her do it? Latika Poinsetta Berrien, 32, asked if she was being put on the involuntary hold because of the punching of the worker. She says, well, Steph knows that's going to happen. So do you, have you ever known anyone that's worked on a psych ward before? Uh, if no. you have like any, anybody yeah. that you, if you have any friends that are nurses, part of their, uh, their schooling is you have to work one year on the psych ward. At least my nursing friends did. And the stories, holy oh, cow. Oh, yeah. My mom was a secretary at one for a while. Really? And was telling me wild stories. She's like, yeah, we had this guy that would go around and like pee in everyone's coffee cups. Oh, yeah. Like- my friend was like, if I had a dollar for every time I had poop thrown at me. Yeah. Oh, then people come up to her desk, the stapler's mine. Well, I kind of needed this. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Great. Go ahead so and here's that. the uh, here's the uh, the patient speaking again. He says, "Quote: Nurses should expect to be hit by a psych patient. That's what we do." <laughs> Hello, like, I'm in the psych ward for a reason. I don't think he's crazy. I think he's playing. He's gaming the system there. Yeah, it's a one flew of the cuckoo's nest kind of deal. 
So a lot of avid hikers and climbers have, uh, you know, romanticized being on one of the biggest mountains in the world, you know, doing the whole climb and everything, getting to the top, maybe Mount Everest or something like that. But now we have the challenges of that, the oxygen problem. And, you know, you get over 15,000 feet, there's no more oxygen. Well, you it's got, really expensive, too, you know, and you could die. So then yeah. now There's all that. <laughs> but now there's an additional problem to your romanticized view of all that scenery and you, you know, getting through it and fighting through it and getting to the summit and wow, look at you and all your friends see you on the summit when they come over for the cocktail party at your house. Yeah. Now you have to pick up your own duty. What? Oh, if you poop, you got to pick it up like a doggy. Yeah. According to authorities now, they've announced a new rule where climbers, Mount Everest, will have to clean up after themselves. That means picking up your own poop, putting it in a bag and carrying it with you the rest of the way. Yeah. They got little signs for all the Sherpas. Please make sure you pick up after your tourists. (laughs) They got the little green stations where you can put the tourists' poop in. Radio station is on standby after thieves somehow stole. This is amazing. When I first heard the story, I thought, okay, they knocked a tower. It's the transmission tower, the ones you see blinking in the distance there in the horizon. That's what I'm talking yeah, the about. Big ones. Yeah. So uh, apparently, somebody knocked the tower down, stole the copper, and stole the entire tower. How stole do you it. do that? No trace. It's amazing. So I'm thinking, it's incredible. I'm already thinking that is an incredible feat, it, especially something that size. And I was thinking to myself, it's on the ground. Uh Uh-uh. So I'm watching TV the other night, and I see the story come on one of our local stations, and the antenna, the 200-foot tower, is on top of a building. (laughs) How do you even get up there to get it? That's a brilliant question. How did they forget that they went? How did they get it down without anybody noticing? The station went off the air, WBRC, off the air until further notice. Yeah, how would you not? Couldn't you? It's not like you can just chainsaw down timber and just let it fall. Station general manager said, I've been trying all week to figure out how this happened and I just can't. I've and been in the radio business all my life and then in a, professionally for 26 years and I can say I've never heard of anything like this. Uh, now, now what? <laughs> what? Yeah, what do you do after that? I don't know. The thieves Start looking acor- on Craigslist for a new one? or According, <laughs> according to thieves, the Thieves dismantled the tower by cutting the wires that, you know, hold it secure, stole all the equipment from outside the transmitter room, all the property, stole the copper wire, and then stole the entire tower. Was this an overnight, like, Italian job kind of thing? They did it so fast. You'd need a team of dudes. For sure. And, like, not idiots. (laughs) Yeah. Coming up, your chance to get your hands on the thing everybody wants. Love it. A 200-foot radio tower. Give me that radio tower. Nobody gives away more radio towers than this station. With more chances to win a radio tower than anybody else. Nobody gives away more radio towers. It's a tower an hour right here on this station. Hey, you're calling number 200. Guess what you want? A radio tower? Yes, ma'am. Yeah! Keep it locked here for your chance to win a radio tower. Hey, follow Rick Stacy in the morning with Jill and Smokestack on Instagram. Follow me. Yeah. This stitch is about to get lit. At the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. It is Friday. We got the top five coming up at nine o'clock. Uh, songs today that were performed at the Super Bowl. Yep. Woo hoo, woo hoo. I didn't know when so far back. 1966. Oh, yeah. They used to yeah. have like marching bands and stuff like that but, back yeah, then. Yeah, I was going to say, really up until like the 70s. It was just like, here's the, you know, Minnesota band doing the songs of Duke Ellington. (laughs) 
Actually, you're not too far removed from the truth. Actually, there was a there was one. I think it was 1967. It was a tribute to jazz, and nice. it was a marching band. Yeah. All right. So, in our world of double standards, now we know that Trump is under indictment for documents he had stored in Mar-a-Lago, which, uh, according to the archives, he should not have had. And yeah, there is a you know element in there of obstruction of justice because he didn't just give them back like Biden did. But you see, Biden already knew that he had to call them right away to tell them to pick the documents up because he was the one that orchestrated the raid on Mar-a-Lago by the FBI, which he weaponized for political reasons. So you see how this all works? It's amazing, isn't it? So yesterday, this investigative special counsel that was assigned by the <laughs> DOJ. That special me. counsel? I love that. Yeah, Merrick. Garland. I always feel like you're going to pop a vein every time. I know. He, his pause is just long enough to where you're waiting for him to do it. When you think he's going to do it, he doesn't. He hangs that extra second. It's... So anyway, uh, yeah, the special counsel, his name is Mr. Her, H-U-R, Robert Her. What's her name? So who? Her. Anyway, so uh, yeah, the special counsel has a report coming out within the next two weeks. You'll see all the details. When it first came out yesterday that he said there will no, be no charges handed down for Biden's document case where he left documents all over his garage, top secret documents, all over his garage, oil stains, a crushed litter box. Dude, the boxes that the documents were in like was ripped open. Like You couldn't even carry it if you wanted to. Yeah, uh, it it just didn't go well for Biden as far, but it, he, no charges. So I was like, there we go. Why should I expect anything else? Another disappointment. He's not going to get charged. Trump will is charged. Yeah, but then what came afterwards was very pleasing because Mr. Hearn, in his verbal report, went on to say that Biden can't remember when his son died, mm-hmm. doesn't remember when he was vice president. Oh, it got ugly and embarrassing. The president willfully retained and disclosed highly classified materials when he was a private citizen, including sensitive national security matters and documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan. And as the White House feared, the report is full of embarrassing details, including these dramatic photos of tattered boxes in Joe Biden's Delaware garage right next to the Corvette. The sensitive files were stored, quote, Near a collapsed dog crate, a dog bed, a Zappos box, an empty bucket, a broken lamp, wrapped with duct tape, potting soil, and synthetic firewood. But remember when Biden told you that everything was secure? Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Well, I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So but anyway. It was in a locked garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, But as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified materials seriously. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home. The special counsel is also painting a devastating picture about the president's mental acuity with this quote. We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Oh, God. Well, if you're too senile to stand trial, then aren't you too senile to be president? 
Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying the, while while the no charging portion of this was disappointing, the report that follows is devastating, and it just feeds into the narrative that's a true narrative that he's way too old, whether I liked him or not, to be president. Just wait. And he got so angry yesterday, he put together an impromptu press conference. I'm gonna go shake my finger. No, he went crazy. I'm not. I'm. I played that last hour. I'll play it later. But uh, you, you really want to hear some of that? Uh, you know what? Instead of that, let me just play you some proof that he's incompetent. He had a meeting. It was a briefing on Hamas. Ten minutes later, he's talking in a press conference, and he doesn't remember the meeting. There is some movement, and I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response oh from. The, uh, there's been a response from, from the opposition. He can't remember Hamas. He can't even form a sentence. No, no. Today, Junior. It's, it's really, really sad. The whole thing. I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's uh, that's that's. Your memory has gotten worse. No, look, my memory is not good. My memory is fine. Wow. Wow. Well, I don't know about that. because I guess your memory is fine if we're looking down the road 30 years ago at somebody you say you just spoke to who's dead. Right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me. Uh, Mitterrand couldn't have looked at him because Mitterrand has been dead for that a third, is, 30 years. That is messed up, yo. <laughs> I'm surprised that, uh, what's her name, Jean Mellencamp, didn't come out and and be like, that's all, that's enough, that's it, we're done, we're done here. Well, she did that. You remember, we played it yesterday. No, I know, but I'm talking about, she didn't do it, I thought when the reporters started to say, well, how bad is your memory? I thought for sure she would jump in and be like, no, 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 we're done here. Oh, yeah, you're like- I know she, she's done it in the past, but I'm saying specifically has. yesterday. Yeah. I don't have anything for you at this time, I would refer you to the Department of Justice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> By the way, so Trump, uh, of course, is um, hoping for the best out of the Supreme Court hearing. They're meeting on the 14th Amendment, Section 3, which uh, Colorado eliminated Trump on the ballot using that amendment. Now, Hawaii is following suit. There's like 28 other states trying to remove Trump from the ballot. But this will put an end to it. It doesn't look good for these people who think that this is can say they're saying that. If Trump gets in office, democracy's over, but yet they're ending democracy right now. You can't vote who, for who you want to vote for. You have to vote for who they tell you to. Therefore, they're moving Trump off 28 states' ballots, and this is what it's going to put a stop to. Well, that's what I, I can't imagine being some, regardless of who you're voting for and regardless of who the candidate is, when you try to remove someone off the ballot, I can't imagine the citizens of those states not having an uproar, being like, no, what if that's the person I wanted to vote for? I think everybody's so beat up about everything that's going on. Nobody gets in an uproar anymore. They just go, 
Well, there we go. Down the, you know, they're just... So what do you think is yeah. going to happen? You think they're going to allow him to be removed off the ballot or no? No, no, no. They're going to lose this thing. I'm predicting eight to one. I think the only holdout is going to be either Sotomayor or uh, Katanji. Well, you know her. You yeah. S- you saw her. You know her. That's, that's a Biden quote. She's the one that can't define what a woman is. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. You but, know the thing. Of course you do. You know something? If you liberals go on getting your way, we're all going to hear one big loud flush. <laughs> That's the sound of the USA going down a toilet. Mr. Bunker, I want that vote of yours tomorrow. Now you tell me, how do I get it? Can you handle a shotgun? <laughs> of course, that's the only way I know. All right. Uh, moving along. This is great. Turlet. So there's a mayor in Illinois... Small town in Illinois. I think it's a town of about uh, 60,000 people. Uh, Democrat Tiffany Henyard is the mayor. She was elected in 2021. The town is called Dalton. Well, um, here's what's going on. Somehow, she got paid or is being paid $300,000 a year Ooh. to be the mayor of this small town. The average income in this small town is $23,098. And she makes three hundred k. $300,000. I know for where, you know, small towns like DeBarry and DeLand, I know that the mayor doesn't get paid very much of anything at all, and it's all for helping the community. Right. So anyway, and that's enough for some people. But uh, Democrat Tiffany Henyard also used $61,000 to go on trips. What? She went to Atlanta. She went to Miami, New York City. She flew first class, mm. Austin. Uh, she also... Uh, booked hotel rooms in Atlanta for instance I've been there many times the Four Seasons Hotel it's a lot of a lot of money a night the Marion Marquis in Times Square she uh, spent 13000 there you know room service the you know the rent all that stuff mm-hmm. other charges show um, on the township audit where the median income is 24000 she makes 300000 a year so now there's an investigation going on and she got up yesterday Henyard did and uh, told the Thornton Township supervisors who were investigating into this, they need to get with the black. Absolutely. Y'all forget I am the leader. They want to hear from the mayor. If y'all ain't learned that yet. The mayor, not the trustees that don't do nothing. That only run their mouth. Y'all don't do no work. No work. And y'all should be ashamed of y'all Y'all black. Y'all are black. And y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be saying to yourselves. So you see, that's another one of uh, those uh, groupthink things. You have to think. If you're black or brown or even white, uh, you have to be in lockstep with the rest of your skin color. Isn't is that? You see, see, she got voted in, huh. and I'm sure some of that seeped through during her campaign. You I think know she'll just, stay voted in. Uh, right now, she's probably going to be removed from office as soon as this audit is confirmed and released to the town. And, of course, that the uh, Thornton Township supervisors do the rest of their investigation and file a lawsuit. But, yeah, so if you're black, you're to look the other way while she rips everybody blind, including the people that are in that town that are also black. Yeah. The funny thing is, is the people that are investigating her, eight out of the ten investigators. Voted for her? No. Uh, they're the ones investigating her. They're black. So she's, she's telling other black people in her district, you should just turn the other way because you're my skin color. That, that's like the dumbest argument. They're ripping. Hey, look, we look the same. We should have each other's backs regardless exactly. of one of us might be smart and the other one might be an idiot. I mean, it's, and we, the funny, we should, you know. Fun, funny thing is together. she's ripping off the black families in that town. 
Yeah, right. But isn't that what we do now? You look like me, so you should agree with me. We have the same body parts. That's what they did when Kamala was vice president. Well, you have uh-huh. to vote for Joe Biden. He is a female vice president. You have a vagina, which means you got to vote for. Exactly. <laughs> yep. All right. So um, Amazon. Uh-oh. Oh, the Biden administration pressured. This is new information that just came out. The Biden administration pressured Amazon to censor books related to COVID-19 vaccines in early 21 citing concerns that the material contained propaganda and misinformation. Turns out, most of the material was accurate and is accurate today. Mm-hmm. Representative Jim Jordan led up this investigation and appeared yesterday. The documents were obtained by the House Judiciary Committee and the Subcommittee on Weaponization of the Federal Government via subpoena. So yes, now this guy, Callie, he's an insider. He worked for Big Pharma. He was high up. He has written books now. Of course, he's no longer part of their cabal and he won't be anytime soon because he's talking about what exactly is going on with big pharma but the problem is when you get to the individual level this drug medically is a absolute disaster oh i left something out okay Uh now they've moved on now covid they've given up on covid and vaccines nobody's getting them it's like seven percent um you know people in this country getting them so the new thing now you want to guess what the new drug is that's remember it started with viagra that was booming for them. It's going to be some sort of, uh, is it some sort of pox or some no, sort of, is it an STD uh, thing? No, not at all. You know what it is. Flu shot? Their biggest revenue right now is coming from- Oh, Ozempic. O-O-O-Ozempic. Mm, but get the problem is when you get to the individual level, this drug medically is a absolute disaster. Medically? Medically, it's a disaster. So all you need to know- is that Novo Nordics, the company that makes this drug, recently passed LVMH to become the most valuable company in Europe. So this this drug, this company, most valuable company in Europe, they don't allow this drug for obesity in Europe. Almost all of Novo Nordics' revenue is coming from taking advantage of Americans. This is not the first line of defense for obesity in any European country. It's not approved by the government regulators. They are saying on their stock calls that they're, all of their growth is coming from the U.S. They're taking advantage of a broken U.S. system in the United States. Mm-hmm. And when you dive into it, even people in the United States who are getting government funding, insurance funding for this drug, don't have to pay for it. 30% of them go off the drug within three months. Now, Cali uh, also talks about I didn't even know this, but we all suspected it, that the companies are so brazen now, Big Pharma, they're paying doctors direct bribes oh, yeah. to get people on Ozempic. You have a situation where, uh, additionally, Novo Nordics, and this is reported, has given $30 million in direct bribes to obesity doctors. You would be hard-pressed to find a doctor who treats obesity in this country who has not received some kind of donation, not not research grants, but direct consulting grants. So How can doctors take cash from drug makers? Oh, th- th- this, is, this is what's done. The drug makers spend hundreds of millions of dollars a year in direct cash payments to doctors. But she- it's, it's amazing. Well, what shocks me is that p- the people that were getting approved for Ozempic were not even overweight. Yeah. They were actually, I have three friends that were on Ozempic that were very fit and very thin and got up. You have to have blood work done and go through this whole process, this screening process. And they're like, oh yeah, you qualify. I'm like, how? How did you qualify? There's no way. And then, then it hit me just like that. It's like, oh, money. Because they know you're 
you're supposed to be on it forever if you want to maintain the weight and they know, okay, if we can get them on it, they'll be hooked on it and there we go. Now we got a customer for life. They're going to have to pay for this every single month. But then the issue that people are having now, other, I'm not talking about the side effects, is availability. So I have three friends that were on Ozempic, two aren't on it anymore because they can't get it. Well, this all circles back to Amazon. We'll tell you in just a second here, but let's finish this last part because I found this to be stunning. I, again, something we should, you know, we should all sit there and take as fact, but when you hear somebody else say it, then you know, oh my God, it's really happening. Listen to this. Right after I was elected, I no, went- No, no, that's not- Not everybody. Not- well, what happened here? This thing skipped over. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say, God, I wish I had that. I screwed up. My fault. Whatever. Uh, he goes on to talk about Big Pharma, ready for this, pays for 60% of TV news ads not to influence consumers. They pay Amazon and other providers of other material like literature, books. Uh-huh. They pay them not to provide the materials that are negative to any COVID vaccine, to any Ozempic, or any of the products Big Pharma makes the most money on. Yeah. Absolutely, duh. Why isn't 60 Minutes all over this? Because. Money. Yeah, dude. 60 Minutes is, same, is still same run reason by a, we don't a have station a... and a network that all requires right. advertising. I found this part, the part I wanted to play for you. Listen to this. This is even, this is, over, remember, Ozempic is an off-label drug. It's meant for uh, diabetes. diabetes. So uh, they're making all their, think about that. Viagra is an off-label drug. Uh, Ozempic is an off-label drug. And what was the other one? There's other ones that are making all the revenue on drugs that are, are selling for an intent other than what they were produced for. Here we go. There's a metabolic health crisis um, that's caused by decisions, right? The USDA, which is completely corrupt, the guidelines that set nutrition standards, 95% of the guideline committees paid for by food companies, they say that a two-year-old, that 10% of their diet could be added sugar. We have more money from agriculture subsidies in America today go to cigarettes, go to tobacco than vegetables. 90% of subsidies go to highly processed food. We've propped this industry up. Uh, Food stamps, right, which 15% of Americans depend on for nutrition, 10% of all food stamps funding goes to soda. We're the only country in the world that allows that. So we have to soda? Goes to soda. So So the U.S. government pays people to drink soda? We, the U.S. government, direct from the federal treasury more than $10 billion per year go from the federal treasury to soda companies through the food stamp program. The number one item purchased with food stamps in America is addictive diabetes water. We prop that up with food stamps. As we talked about last time, I actually used to work and consult with Coke, and we pay the NAACP and other groups to say it was racist to to take that away. They paid the NAACP. Yeah. To, to help people drink diabetes water. I mean, that's... that's try, to think, try, to cons- try to ingest that. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Is like you have... Like, we give our money to the government. Hey, FDA, regulate this stuff. And they're like, sure, no problem. And then, you know, Pfizer and some of these bigger food companies, which are, again, like they said, oh, we promoted more cigarettes. It's because the tobacco companies, Philip Morris, they own Kraft and all those food companies. They own them all. So and, and not only that, like... Go anywhere. Isn't soda always cheaper than water? Oh, you mean like bottled? Yeah. I mean, price-wise, yeah. Most restaurants, it's cheaper to get a soda soda than it is to get a bottle of water. You know, like that stuff's nuts. But of course, they're gonna pay the FDA. How much of the FDA's budget comes from Big Dude, Pharma? I'm just I'm, it's like eighty percent of that. We know all those government agencies and bureaucracies are corrupt. What blows my mind is the NAACP was paid to say that it was racist for Mayor Bloomberg in New York, for example, to take away your soda. Yeah, because that's it's money. What? 
What is going on? Uh, it makes you really wonder, like, when you hear some of these crazy opinions like that, you're like, how could you possibly think that? Maybe they don't. They don't. Maybe somebody's just paying them to say it. They are. Finally, Tucker Carlson. Oh, my God. This is, this is, so, this is so rich. Uh, I love the guy even more now. He uh, did an interview with Vladimir Putin. He went over there, and now, of course, the European Union is considering banning Tucker Carlson from traveling. Oh. <laughs> to Europe. It's insane. So um, we've interviewed, and I don't have the list. I forgot it at home, but I just went through history. The last 50 years, we've interviewed enemies of, our, of ourselves and other countries many times. 60 Minutes did a bulk of those interviews. Uh, and I can go down the list. Dictators, you know, people like Putin, that kind of thing. Uh, Tucker Carlson goes over to interview Vladimir Putin and everybody's losing their minds. Liberal media is going nuts because that's the age we live in now. But I was watching some of it last night. The first hour, you're right, the first hour was boring. But I was watching some of the history behind what Putin was saying. Mm -hmm. I'm not defending Putin because how dare you? No, but why would you defend Putin? You don't have to defend him. A lot of what's going on with Putin, though, believe it or not, and I want you to go see it for yourself, I'm not going to put this in your mind, is because we made promises to the Russians or the Soviet Union, we made promises all along that we didn't keep going back to the Clinton years. Clinton actually offered Vladimir Putin NATO, to be a part of NATO. Vladimir Putin is the one who asked Bill Clinton. Bill yeah. Clinton said yes. An hour went by, I guess Clinton made a phone call, Turn around and says, no, we can't do it, man. Yeah, my people said uh, it's not going to work yeah, out. not going to work out. Well, the, the Democrats on that side didn't want this interview with Putin because Putin was going to point out, hey, your current administration is a laughing stock. Everyone thinks you're a joke. And he was going to point that out. And they're like, well, we can't have it. Other countries calling us dumb. I mean, it's one thing to have Tucker say it because we could we poo-poo him and try to discredit him. But you can't have other people saying that about us. Well, let's play just a little bit of this, and uh, we'll move on here. Tucker, uh, which one is this? The Putin, Putin I way out labeled on, on your way out of oh it's, oh in the back here. Okay, I'm sorry. Wait, no, there's nothing labeled. Okay. I'll oh, just, that. Well, which one is it? Which which? It's one? the first one. Tucker Putin way out of Ukraine situation. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's asking, you know, hey, is there a way out of this? Okay. Are you worried that what's happening in Ukraine could lead to something much larger and much more horrible? And how motivated are you? just to call the U.S. government and say, let's come to terms. I already said that we did not refuse to talk. We are willing to negotiate. It is the Western side, and Ukraine is obviously a satellite state of the U.S. It was not us who made this decision, it was them. So let them go back on it. That is it. No, I don't believe that, but all right. I mean, I believe to, what's hey. number four where he asked him, like, why don't you talk to him? Like, when was the last time you talked to Biden? What do you guys all right. discuss? Here it is. And so why don't you just call Biden and say, let's work this out? What's there to work out? It's very simple. I repeat. We have contacts through various agencies. I will tell you what we are saying on this matter and what we are conveying to the U.S. leadership. If you really want to stop fighting, you need to stop supplying weapons. It will be over within a few weeks. Yeah, because he'll take Ukraine whole. <laughs> so I don't, you know, so nobody, nobody believes this guy, but I think it's good to hear. I mean, I know that Tucker Carlson's being, you know, burnt at the stake right now, but I mean, it's good to hear 
and make up your own mind as hear to what sides. the situation there and hear both sides. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, play the third? I mean, one? we put we put cannibals up on trial to hear their side. They yeah. get lawyers. <laughs> That's true. But we won't listen to a guy who's got 1,500 nuclear warheads. That's a little bent out of sh- That's crazy. Listen to the, uh, the third one. I think it's where he's talking about like the agreements that they tried to make with Ukraine. Evan Gershkovitz, who's the Wall Street Journal reporter. No, he's other 32. Guy, other guy. Not sorry. that one? No, it's the, uh, not the Wall Street Journal. It's the document agreements. I uh, don't see that. Oh, oh, no, here it is. Okay. All right, roll that. We prepared the huge document in Istanbul that was initialed by the head of the Ukrainian delegation. He affixed his signature to some of the provisions, not to all of it. He put his signature and then he himself said, we were ready to sign it and the war would have been over long ago, 18 months ago. However, Prime Minister Johnson came, talked us out of it, and we missed that chance. So they wow. already had documents ready to go with Ukraine, and Ukraine was ready to come to an agreement with Russia. Boris Johnson goes over there and says, uh-uh, don't do that. You don't want to do that. And then they backed out. Holy crap. See, that's that's a problem. Out of a two-hour interview, that was like, oh, that could have made the difference right there. That's that's huge. Why isn't this getting any coverage? No. Well, because Tucker Kukuk, how dare he talk to him? So there's so many things that enter into this. Uh, what are what are the Bidens? What is the administration making dollar wise out of this fiasco we've line. created? Why don't they try to stop it? Oh man. Okay. You want to hear the rest of this? Here. I am Vladimir Putin. Don't miss my completely unscripted interview with Tucker Carlson with questions that were totally not approved ahead of time. You can watch it on Twitter. I know it's called X now, but I still say Twitter. Same with the word Russia. I still call it the Soviet Union, like back in the good old days when we controlled Ukraine. Tucker is a brilliant dude. That's why he decided to release the interview during Super Bowl week when Americans aren't totally preoccupied with their biggest football star, Taylor Swift. He must run fast with a name like that. So don't miss the big interview, or I'll have you poisoned. Kidding. Putin out. The Rick's Daisy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. All right, five more minutes and we should probably put a stop to this, right? On 105.9 Sunny FM. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So this is interesting because I was reading about practice week this week before the Super Bowl and how they were saying the 49ers were at a disadvantage. So apparently Kansas City is practicing on the Raiders, uh, excuse me, um, yeah, the... 49ers. No, the Kansas City is practicing on the indoor field, right? And so then 49ers have an outdoor field that apparently doesn't have grass the same as what they're going to be playing on. (laughs) Right. And it's super rainy, so they feel like they're at a disadvantage. This explains it a little better. Reports surfaced that they were not happy with their practice field at UNLV where the NFL designated them to practice. The main issue is the firmness of the natural grass. The league uses a special test to measure the firmness of a field, which has to be at or below 100 G or units of gravity to pass. The UNLV field is currently at a score of 50, while the Niners prefer it to be around 70. Mix all that with the fact that it's raining in Vegas, and the Niners practice field is outdoors, 
while the Chiefs get to practice at the Raiders' indoor facility. Wow. And you can see why the team isn't happy. From here, the 49ers have three options. They can just practice on the field this week as scheduled. They can bring in new, firmer sod for their field. Or they can negotiate with the NFL to also practice at the Raiders' indoor practice facility when the Chiefs aren't there. But regardless of what happens, in what's arguably the most important week of practice all season, the 49ers are not off to a hot start. Oh, so wow. they're saying there's like a little bit of not discrimination, but an unfair advantage for that. And they, I guess they went to the NFL and they went to Roger Goodell and he was like, no, the UNL, the UNLV field is totally playable. You it's know, acceptable. So, you know, what really bothers me about all this. It's, it's practice. Not, what? The practice part? No, no, no. About the, what I just heard. It's, it's that I spend so much time trying to get my lawn looking nice and these guys just oh we'll just bring an entire football field aside no problem <laughs> what, and, and then they play on it so that means how does it get in, it gets torn up how does but how does it get in the ground in like a, a day well here's we what what the thing is is as much as i love kansas city you know that if those roles were reversed and kansas city had to play on the outdoor unlv field and that the 49ers were playing indoors at the raiders complex that there would be hell raised really a hundred percent okay I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Arguably the most important practice of the week. Um, all right, so this guy, do you, do you know what, have you seen pictures of the Las Vegas Sphere? Yes. That they put up? I've been really, there. It's really cool. You have, you've been to the Sphere? Not in it. Oh, okay. It's, it's cool to look at. They can yeah, do all kinds of things on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. And, Bands and stuff perform inside. You two performed inside the sphere for uh, for the Grammys. So this guy decided to. He calls himself Pro Life Spider Man. He was arrested because he climbed the Las Vegas sphere in the name of abortion or pro life, I should say, anti abortion. Um, listen to what he was doing. Pro Life Spider Man. His name is Mason. Actually, he goes by Pro Life Spider Man. I'm here on top of the sphere. I guess they're going to make me go through the top. I don't know what kind of penalty they have for being foolish. <laughs> he's willing to die for this cause. Yeah, he's, he's cl- cl- I don't understand how he does that. This is crazy. He is um, a rock climber, a local rock climber. He scaled skyscrapers before in Las Vegas. Uh, he posted a short cell phone video. This was Wednesday morning on his Instagram account that shows him against the sky. You could see it with his GoPro. And he says, hey, guys, I'm here on top of the sphere. Um, and he was raising money for a pregnant woman who was experiencing homelessness. He said later in a separate post that the money raised will help the woman cancel her abortion appointment. So he's trying to help her be able to keep the baby. Um, Stanley Cups. This has been such a weird roller coaster with these things. They're (laughs) everywhere. People are fighting about them. I don't understand. Some people have a Stanley Cup every day to match a different outfit. I know they're big with middle schoolers and high schoolers. How did that happen? I don't even know. I just remember the hype started to happen, or at least for me, when I started to read about it, or we here on the show, was when they released the Valentine's Day Stanley Cups, right? I, I, that's That was part of it in that fire, that lady whose car burnt down to the ground and the Stanley Cup oh, still yeah. had ice cubes in it. But do you think a middle it? schooler is going to buy a Stanley no, Cup? No, no. I don't understand. That's why I don't They make tools. I mean, Stanley make tape measures, tools, uh, band, uh, saws. I mean- yeah. And then they make cups, and all of a sudden, 
18-year-olds are picking up on it? Well, yeah. It's, it's, Do they it's, have a DeWalt wallet or I don't know Craftsman glasses? What is going on? I think it's become a status symbol like how, how? Uggs were and... Uh, I mean, what else? I don't even know what's cool anymore. I know they all wear Crocs. Those are so ugly. But I think it's become like a status thing because now they're trying to make even more, if they haven't done enough, oh God. which I get it. Their marketing department is probably on fire right now. They're coming out with a clothing line. So now people are going to have- keeps the ice- no, it has nothing to do with that, oh. but it's just going to have the name on it. Put ice in your pocket and no. it's, you keep it for two days? No. 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 <laughs> it's just going to be hoodies, t-shirts, hats. The Fetterman line? Dedicating uh, fashion-forward individuals is what they say, but it's really just going to be like active wear, but it's going to say Stanley on it. So if you want your hoodie to match your cup, then... Why don't we do our own Stanley line of clothing? Wear. We're stupid. We don't know what we're doing. Think about it. Rick, mm. Jill, and Smoke hoodies. He's right. We are kind of dumb for not doing Yeah, that. I mean, these people. How does a tool company go out with a cup that becomes incredibly popular uh-huh. and then a tool company's putting out clothing? So they started to put some out as a test and they're already selling out. Huh? So can we sell our stuff? Seriously. Do you, do you think this is an experiment to see like- How stupid I, we are? Well, I think that that's what the fashion <laughs> industry win. does a lot when yeah. they go, you know what? We're going to have this fashion show. All of Hollywood and famous people are going to come out and look at it. Let's put out the dumbest stuff that's so ugly and just see if people clap and then if they buy it and they wear it to an award show, yeah. right? Like, let's Watch, just this see, will be funny. <laughs> yeah, see how, how many people are actually followers. So I think that Stanley, I mean, they're smart for trying to capitalize on it, but it's like, hey, we're selling out of these cups. We're charging $50, $60 sometimes for some of these these water jugs and what if we came out with hoodies and caps let's just see oh it says Stanley on it so I can get I can get a red Stanley hoodie to match my red Stanley cup so I yeah, can wear it to school with my red Crocs but it's not a fashion brand that's my point it's not like you're getting your what's a, what's a big it doesn't matter what the underlying is it matters what it stands for now <laughs> so weird isn't it I yeah. think it's strange Trans- craftsman shoes <laughs> what's next I would be curious to know who's their parent company. Is there another oh, umbrella company? But is there an umbrella company that owns Stanley? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. No, I think Stanley's their own company. All right. Um, speaking of strange, this guy, there's been a lot of really creative, I'll say. I'll, I'll keep it positive. A creative proposals around the world. People have done all different kinds of things to say, well, this is how I proposed, and it was so interesting. This guy popped the question with a tattoo. Huh. Um, he's from the UK. He proposed to his girlfriend with a giant marry me tattoo on his thigh. And in order to propose to her, he had to take his pants down. So imagine you walk into the room and the dude's standing there with his pants around his ankles. Will you marry my butt cheek? Now, the tattoo itself is actually kind of cute. It's a little cartoon Mm. and it's got a little derpy dude and a little derpy girl. And they made the little cartoons kind of like they've got these big dopey glasses on and he's handing her a heart. And it says, marry me. And then it's got a box that says yes or no. I think she had to come in and take the tattoo uh, pen and check yes or no into Mm. the box. Oh, she's an amateur. Ow. I don't know if this guy, I'm trying to see. um, Why why would you do this? You couldn't just ask her with with your words? Well, she didn't understand what was going on at first. She didn't catch on. So he had to actually get on one knee and propose to her and then show it to her and explain it to her. See, I'm down here proposing. Now I'm going to flip over my butt and you could. The woman that's the woman he's going to spend the rest of his life with, sort of, is what they say. Uh, It it didn't understand what he had done with tattooing his thigh, which was probably real painful and long. I don't know that she was reading it or if she was, because he's standing there with his pants down and I don't know that her eyes went direct. It's not like he was pointing at it. Uh And so I don't think she 
when she first walked in was like, what's going on? Why are we in this room and why are your pants around your ankles? What? And then finally he had to show her and she did. There's a picture of her with the, she has her gloves on and she's there in a tattoo parlor, obviously. And the Uh guy says, take this and check yes or no. And so they have video of her taking the thing and tattooing a check inside of the box that says yes, which is Okay. So strange. All right. This Valentine's Day, show her how you really feel with a tattoo from Cupid's Tattoos. Honey, I have a question. Yes, sweetie. Go ahead and get started, Vinny. All right, here goes. Will you, Manny? Who's Manny? Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me start over. Will you, Minnie Mouse? What? Vinny, please. Uh, sorry, give me the other thigh. I'll start over on that one. Will, will, will. Uh, uh, Vinny, what are you doing? Sorry, I've never done a tattoo before. Huh? So this Valentine's Day, show her how you feel with a tattoo from Cupid's Tattoos. Every case begins with a tattoo. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Marty Pants, stupid, stupid idiot. Stupid do? news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Congratulations, Karen. Thank you. I knew the other guy dropped. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. All right, All right. here we go. So um, someone called for a beach thong ban in Australia, the Gold Coast, which is just near Perth, I believe. Now, if you had to guess, Rick, without reading the rest of the story, would you guess it would be a male or a female that was calling for this ban? Oh, I- definitely a female. Definitely a female, slovenly looking, um, you know, doesn't take care of herself, sweats a lot, eats too much bad food, um, went on the beach, felt uncomfortable and and felt offended and scared from the thong tidies. Okay. So this is going to shock you. Keep going. Okay. Uh, Ian Grace. Ian Grace. What's, is that her? It's a man. Ian's a guy? Yep. A guy? I don't a, like a guy, a guy doesn't like thongs? I mean, this guy is such a total... <laughs> see, it's stunning. Actually, that's not what I want to see at all. Grace's complaint, he pointed out, that the butt cheek exposing swimwear made him feel uncomfortable around women. What? I felt the ladies wearing them were degrading and cheapening themselves. Okay, you stay in your own lane, bud. It's not your body that you're showing off. It's them showing off their bodies. Do they feel empowered to do that? More power to them. Yeah, let them do it. I'm all about it. I'll cheer them on. So, yeah, everybody's going down there with their butts hanging out now. Let them dump them out. There's like a, well, now you're getting onto boobs, but whatever. Oh. Well, I mean, mean, butts is one of those things that everybody has. I don't know why people are upset about that. It's ridiculous. So anyway, uh, Rebecca... Huh? Didn't he say that it cheapens women and it was offensive for him to look at? And then he he said it's oppressive or something like that? Degrading, cheapening... Mm -hmm. In response, swimmer manufacturer Rebecca Pask has organized the demonstration suggesting the bikini band is unwarranted. Oh, no, she calls it a bikini band. I mean, I'm fine with them, so don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Calling it a sun's out, buns out culture. And there's nothing wrong with it. Pask says no man should dictate what women should or should not wear. Pask says the response to her protest, which she engaged in, has been fantastic. And there should be an ample buns on display at the beach in the Gold Coast from now on, regardless of what Ian Grace thinks. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I was me, just shocked that it was a guy and not a female. Well, let, let me, me see you the so, buns. Let me tell you something, Ian. You are not invited to any of my parties. And don't try to call me because I'm not taking your calls. All right. Speaking of all that and your butt hanging out, how about an adult spa? Huh? 
New business uh, is in deep due to a company in New England has set up a shop that gives adults a chance to experience their infancy again by acting like babies. It's called Diaper Spa in New Hampshire. Why do we I, keep giving in to this behavior? I this is real. $200 an hour, you play date. Full baby pampering is $1,500. They'll change your diaper, bathe you, talcum powder your buddy, and you're all set. But you know, I don't blame people for opening things like this. They're like, hey, there's enough weirdos that do stuff like this. I'll just make money off of them. The 7,000-person town is outraged that such a business even exists. Oh, they'll be okay with a strip club, but not a diaper guy place? A diaper guy place? However, people who are part of the- A diaper guy place. People who are part of the ABDL or the Adult Baby Slash Diaper Lovers Association also hate it. So wait a minute. So wait a minute. They have an association? So so the guys in there? So the Adult Diaper Lovers community is upset- that they opened a diaper day spa. Why? You'd think they'd be happy they had a no. place to go, you know. We've been coming here to poop ourselves. <laughs> they said the remote location is a problem, and it's way too expensive, and it's uh, expensive to pay for your fetish. Why? So the <laughs> diaper community's upset with the, with the diaper spa. What are they doing? You can't make this stuff up, man. I just love that there's a diaper community. Yeah, they have an association. It's not like a club. A club implies that maybe there's not that many. Association means that, like, you might have a business or there's paperwork registered under your organization's name. Is there a board? Do you have, like, a president and a vice president and a treasurer? Is a 501c? I bring the meeting to order. All in favor of Pampers being the new favorite. (laughs) And finally, uh, I need the sinister... You can eat, if it's Russian, it's even better. But this story is so awful. All right, I just need some sinister, dark music. It's so awful, it's good. So a Russian mother of four, identified only as 50-year-old Svetlana, they're all named uh, Svetlana. Svetlana. Yeah. Uh, shared a bed with her husband, Vladimir, everybody there is named Vladimir, for a long, long time. Well, that is my wife. How long, you say? Four years. <gasps> yeah, here's the strange part about that, because who, you know. He's dead. Well, he's dead. She laid with his desecrated remains and had forbidden her kids from telling anybody about him because uh, of the pain of being shipped off to an orphanage or a mental health facility. She threatened her kids to send them to a mental health facility or orphanage if they told anybody. What happened, basically, is the 49-year-old husband collapsed on the floor. She did nothing. It was a dispute they were having back in December of 2020. She did absolutely nothing. Let him lay there. She actually let him lay there for hours before... For six hours, he lay there until one of the kids... If She oh was ignoring gosh. him. One of the kids was like, um, he's not breathing. Something's wrong with Dad. What's her deal? Then she took the body, wrapped it up, put it in the bed next to her, and has been there for four years. If you see the pictures, it is the grossest thing. Oh, my gosh. He's completely turned black. Oh, okay. yeah. He's mummified. Look at his feet. It gets better. Well, that's oh. because he had a foot problem because he would walk outside in this but place. But even then. A barefooted. Anyway, so... The child services in Russia came there four times and thought nothing of the man that always seemed to be sleeping in the bed. Mm-hmm. They, they think they would have walked closer. Yeah, like I said, and she threatened the kids, if you tell anybody, I'm going to ship you off to a mental institution. Well, so, but she's the one sleeping with the dead body. For four years. So Thursday, this last week, Thursday, a social worker came to the house to check on the welfare of Svetlana's kids, 11-year-old twin boys and two girls ages uh, 8 and 17. The caseworker has visited the family about a dozen times back in 2021, but previously failed to notice 
the blackened dad in the bed. This time, one of the kids said, hey, meet my dad. <gasps> and point, he, yeah. So the mummy was in the bed, and she has been arrested and taken in for investigation and, of course, a mental evaluation. But wait, uh, you're leaving out the best part. Let me turn the page here. Go ahead, tell them. She turned one of their guest rooms into like a satanic oh, yeah. temple <gasps> to try to figure out ways and do ceremonies to yeah, it was, keep the body preserved so she could keep them there longer. The shrine she put together was honoring uh, Anubis? Anubis. Anubis? What's that? Anubis? Uh, Anubis is the Egyptian god of like funeral stuff and the underworld. Really? And yeah. what she would tell people if they would like come over and go, hey, where's Mr. So-and-so? She would, she lied and said he's in Tibet seeking yeah. alternate, alternate treatment for his feet. So she'd just be like, oh, he's not here. He's in Tibet. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he had a problem with his feet. That's why they're all curled up and black in the <laughs> photo. <laughs> The strangest yeah. story. You don't have to keep your dead husband in bed next to you in mummified condition. You don't have to do that anymore. No. So don't worry. I'm worried, Beatrice. What is it, Ethel? Well, I'm worried that when my husband passes away, I'll be stuck sleeping next to his mummified corpse. That's why you need colonial funeral. When my Seymour passed away, I spent six weeks sleeping next to his mummified corpse every night until I found out that I could just have a funeral funeral for him and bury him in the ground. A funeral? I don't get it. Yeah, apparently when somebody dies, you're supposed to have a funeral and bury them. I guess people have been burying their dead for thousands of years. I wish I would have known that before I slept next to my husband's mummified corpse. Colonial funeral, huh? I'm gonna call him right now. You'd better, because there's a pretty awful smell coming from that bedroom of yours. <laughs> Colonial funeral. Schedule a funeral for your loved one today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. They're just having fun in a world that's gone cuckoo. 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, two biggest stories right now are Trump reacting after the Supreme Court meets on the case of Colorado, taking him off the ballot. Of course, Hawaii followed suit yesterday where they passed a bill where they're trying to remove the president, former president, from their ballot. Because you know why? They want to protect democracy because if Trump gets elected, democracy's over. So basically what we're doing is ending democracy to protect democracy. How does that make any sense? I don't know. Let's let's go to Tara Setmeyer on CNN. She's a political commentator, ABC News political contributor, uh, graduate of Harvard in political science, a former GOP communications director. She's on Capitol Hill, and she's the host of the podcast Honestly Speaking. And yesterday she went over to the dark side, MSNBC, to say that democracy is a threat to democracy. democracy? Yes. Uh, no, I think that uh, third-party candidates are spoilers. I mean, history could potentially repeat itself again. And now, more than ever, the, the idea of a third party is a threat to our democracy. This is not the time for this. See, so having a choice, having a democracy is a threat to democracy. It, do you, am I living in a cuckoo world? Is this... Tell me that's, that's SNL, right? That's an SNL skit. Gotta be. Tara Setmeyer. And she probably thought what she said was... Just deep, profound. Uh-huh. Harvard graduate, CNN political analyst. Having a, th- having a choice is bad for democracy. <laughs> wow. 
All right, so let's get to that top story. So the Supreme Court met yesterday because Colorado uh, removed, their Supreme Court removed him from the ballot. Then in, that gave the young lady up in Maine the idea. Remember, she's the state attorney general. She was like, eh, yeah, I'll take him off, too. It's not the same thing. They went to the Supreme Court of Colorado to do it. You just decided on your own. Ah. But that's in play, too. So the Supreme Court has to get together on what's what they're using, which is the 14th Amendment, Section 3, which was intended to keep former Confederate Army officials from gaining power in the reconstructed government after the Civil War. So this, this whole section was written in December 4th, 1865. Yeah, because if every state was able to pick their own guy, like we would never come together and decide on one person. So the 14th Amendment is what they're employing here to get Trump off ballast because they're saying he participated in an insurrection. Well, where's the charges? Where's there, the convictions? Well, that's, that's the issue. There's no, he's not been charged with it. Uh, he's not been charged with insurrection. And technically speaking, and I mean, really, there wasn't an insurrection. You all know because you've seen the movies, you've seen those violent, you know, uh, international films, you know, where there's a real... Ins- well, we just had one in Ecuador. It was yeah, an attempt. Yeah. I mean, can, can you call it an insurrection when they, like, handcuff the guy and walk him around the corner and then unhandcuff him and fist bump him? Yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't... There was com- an old woman in there like, Oh, look, I'm in the Capitol. This is crazy. Well, they were <laughs> inviting them in. That's what I'm saying. So, like, one side was, you know, chaotic, absolutely. And even if you gave him the benefit of the doubt and said it was an insurrection, that doesn't include Trump. So, yeah, but yesterday, Fox Local in Washington, D.C., with their <clears throat> with their little bias, continued to call it an insurrection. The Supreme Court is hearing this case, and it, this comes after Trump's appeal to a Colorado court's decision to bar him from the state's Republican primary ballot, citing the 14th Amendment aimed at keeping former office holders who, quote, engaged in insurrection, claiming this makes him ineligible to run for president. Yeah, so right now it looks like it's going to be eight to one. It could be, hopefully it's unanimous, and that'll send a real message to people who start messing with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, because, I mean, if they block him, imagine what that's going to do. No, and it's not going to happen. He's a powder keg if that happens. He will win this court case. The Supreme Court's, they have to, because well, yeah. if not, there's never, there's no democracy. There's literally, for real now this time, not the part that Democrats say, it will not be a democracy. Because well, states will willy-nilly decide, no, no Republicans, we're going to take them all off the ballot. Let me ask you this. I mean, maybe I'm just legally illiterate when it comes to this, but how can they even ask the question if he's not been charged, let alone convicted of it? That's a good question. Well, we also got to rely on the knowledge of the Supremes. Not not Diana Ross, but the Supremes. I would would trust her more at this point in the game. I would too, because I'm going to give you an example of what's going on. There's a little, you know, they say that there was a study that just came out a few years ago. I think it was 2017 that senility... And Alzheimer's is contagious. Hasn't been proven. But the study delved into it and said there's a lot of evidence out there. So I wonder, has Sotomayor been hanging around with Biden? Jonathan Mitchell is arguing on Trump's behalf in front of the Supreme Court. And he brought up a prior case. He's trying to explain precedent against what Trump is being fa- is facing right now, which is right. you know, being removed from them. So Sotomayor, all of a sudden, in her mind, she thinks she's in that case. Oh, no. Yeah, she starts referring to this like it's a case that's actually going on now. Um, again, let me tell you, this is a Supreme Court justice weighing in on one of the most important cases ever, which is 
states removing candidates from ballots. Are you setting up so that if some president runs for a third term, that a state can't disqualify him from the ballot? Of course a state can disqualify him from the ballot. Yeah, that's obvious. You know, I mean, there's certain requirements that are concrete. Right. You have to be from this country. You have to be born here. You know, um, Kenya, Obama, and uh, you know all those things. But this, of course, is not that. The ballot. So what, no, I just what? just a point of clarification, so we're all on the same page. So that's the other judge. That's uh, it's not Gorsuch. It's uh, who's the one that looks like uh, the perfect dad face? What's Kavanaugh. No, no, no. It's one of the older ones. He's been on there. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He has to clarify for Sotomayor. Oh, no. Uh, We're not talking about that. That's just an example he gave, so you're getting this wrong. When you say term limits, you mean our decision in the term limits case. Yes, I'm sorry. Constitutional provision governing term limits. Yes, U.S. term limits against Thornton. Maybe I should call it Thornton instead of term limits. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to confuse the elders. (laughs) What happened was, yes, Sotomayor got confused. Which is really amazing. She's not that old, but she got confused, and she wasn't prepared. Obviously, do you remember she was? All, there was another case. She this was during COVID. She said something really dumb, like half the population of children were in hospitals, and she just pulled it out of her ass. Mm. Yeah, remember that? She did it again there. So that's what's going on in the Supreme Court. So you can't really, you know, we'll see what happens with the Supreme Court. I think they're gonna. It's gonna be eight to one. That's my guess. You think the one is gonna be Tanji Brown? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, not I an activist. See, I could see that. Can't define a woman. Now, the next story that's the biggest one, the second biggest one, is Biden. Not charged in the documents case. Of course, you got to understand, it's the DOJ, Merrick Garland, that appointed uh, Robert Hur as a special counsel to investigate Biden. Now, think about that chain of command. Merrick Garland works for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Herr works for Merrick Garland. Mm. You've seen what the Justice Department does. They go after Catholics. You know, those are extremists. Those MAGA extremists. Anyone that's anyone that's Christian lately, they go after. They tag parents who uh, were involved in school board meetings and were, you know, not happy with the way kids were being kind of coerced into transitioning to another gender without their consent or even their knowledge. And they call those people terrorists, the parents. That was the Department of Justice and the FBI. So, yeah, so that's the line. That's what we're talking about. This chain of command here, just a little bit tainted, maybe tilted over to one side. So, Mr. Herr said no charges. I was disappointed when I heard it. I thought, wait a minute, document case is actually worse than Trump's because the documents were strewn all over a garage, boxes open, grease all over the floor. That was a yeah. sight. I mean, if you're going to steal top secret documents, at least keep them clean. Put them in a lockbox or something. Yeah, when you sell them to Russia, you know, you want to have them looking good. You don't want to have some oil-stained, litter-stained documents. You had them out like they were your kid's first grade, you know, math test. <laughs> but then, I, I, I just watched a little bit longer and I was, oh yeah, this is even better. So Robert Hur, the special counsel, started talking about Biden in the two-hour, two-day interview they did with him. Yeah. And said the man is a nice, meaning, elderly gentleman. That means well, but... Can't remember anything. Mm. And yeah. that's the part that I was like, oh my God, that's what they meant by embarrassing. Here's David Spunt. We have photographs that show Biden's garage, the president's garage at his Wilmington, Delaware home, with boxes, tattered, ripped, torn boxes containing classified documents. You remember he told our Peter Ducey that he kept them in his garage. It's not like they were out on the street, something along those lines. So we know that a lot of these documents had to do with 
with Afghanistan and his uh, opposition to his boss, then President Obama's decision to send a troop surge to Afghanistan. Biden was always against that, so he kept a lot of classified documents related to Afghanistan. So uh, the documents that Trump has, you got to realize, too, that um, the reason Biden cooperated so quickly with the DOJ and the archives when they discovered the documents in his garage was because they just did the raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago. And then the FBI went in. The documents were secure. Secret Service was guarding the documents. They were behind locked doors. FBI got in there in the office, took the documents and spread them all over the floor to make it look like Trump was just right. throwing documents in the air and doing snow angels in them. A little extreme. Right? But then they never showed the pictures of Biden's garage where the documents are spilling over and it's an oil-stained floor with cat litter. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. That's How totally bad out. is your memory and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad I let you speak. Oh! <laughs> that's uh, that's that's what your memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, president. My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My yeah. memory. Take a look at what I've done since I become president. What? None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. <laughs> if you're too senile to take the stand, and you're too senile to be president. Yeah, you're too senile to do a debate. Pretty Even amongst simple. your own party, not that you'd let anyone else run. Well, do you remember when he uh, there was a meeting earlier this week about the status of what's going on with Israel and Hamas? He had had the meeting 10 minutes before he came out and spoke to the press. Didn't remember? And this is how they, yeah, he didn't remember the name of Hamas. And I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. God, There's some up. movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, there's been a response from the opposition, but um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. A reporter had to had to give him today, Junior. A reporter had to give him the word Hamas, Hamas, Mr. President. We were trying to make you look good. Huh? It's not going very well here. You what? But you know. Look, we're all going to be there someday. He's 81 years old. But He's- we're not trying to run for president, Richard. Yeah, you know. that's the difference. And some 81-year-olds do have uh, what he has. It's senility. It happens to some of us. And some of us are 85, 90 years old and fine. You yeah, know? but I mean, it's one of those, if you're not capable of doing the job... Don't do it. You know why I'm not a brain surgeon? Because you can't do it? And can't do it. That's nobody's why- <laughs> making fun of him for being... Or having any kind of dementia or not remembering things. It's when you're trying to be the president of the United States and you have those things. Yeah. Nobody's like saying, laughing at him because he's got something wrong. That would be no evil. That would be mean. Funny but for that's, any of us. It's like, not we're funny. terrified. So, um, what's that commercial I always see for folks that need special assistance in living? It's a home for mom. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So it's called a home for mom, and it's it's a assisted living home for your. President, I mean, mom. Oh, maybe Jill or, or his daughter's not going to do it. She he took showers with her, so we. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's not happy about that. Um, somebody could take him over because there's a new home that they can take people like Biden. 
Yeah. Yep, Trump's behind it. Do you know a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with poor memory? I do. That's why I created a home for Biden, a place where sympathetic, well-meaning elderly men with poor memory can get the care they need. Free legal advice from prosecutors, judges, and the Department of Justice. Scripted teleprompters to help with speech and memory. And a totally biased media to pretend like you're as healthy as a horse. So why not send your sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with poor memory to a home for Biden? They accept Medicare. Call today. Se habla espanol. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. It still baffles me that they've become so popular. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, so this is Rich. Are you ready for this? This made my day today. Yeah, this is pretty good. So Sunny Hostin, who stands on her throne of I am oppressed... I come from a background of people that were sl- enslaved, and I am deserved reparations. She deserves a smack upside the head. Always. She found out something very interesting about her background. My mother's family, while um, they are Puerto Rican, they actually originate from Spain. And the reason that they moved to Puerto Rico is because the slave trade mm-hmm. had been sort of canceled in Spain and then Curacao, and then they moved all of their slaves to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And so the, biz- the family business, I have been told that they were printers and journalists, but they were in fact enslavers. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother fell over the audience. Wow. Wow, oh wow, wow, wow. Isn't that funny? So the one that's always yelling, well, she's a race baiter for sure. Well, what I love is that if you go back a little ways, and I'm quoting Sonny now, this came from her mouth. Slavery is still one of the most pressing issues in America race relations now uh, that marks slavery still persists to this day in America, and we need to atone for it. If you've ever had any ancestors involved in the slave trade, you in fact were part of a white supremacist cabal trying to keep black and brown people down. So she's a white, well, she's a Does she need to cancel herself? She's a multicultural white supremacist. And Joy Behar had a comment here, too. Disappointing. <laughs> the slave thing is a bummer. It's a bummer. The slave thing is a bummer. <laughs> so we've gone from you, white supremacist, and anybody who voted for Trump is a white supremacist, but now slavery is a bummer. The slave thing is a bummer. It's a bummer. And you know what? She still wants reparations. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. <laughs> yeah, because she went on to say for everybody that's emailing her that she doesn't deserve reparations now. And I can control it. I still believe believe in reparations, by the way, so y'all can stop texting me and emailing me and saying that I'm a white girl and that I don't deserve reparations. (laughs) Send them anyway. Too funny. I mean, it's... uh, And I'm enriched by knowing that my family has come so far from being enslavers to my mother marrying my father in 1968. So now, okay, she's still a victim because now she's also saved herself. She's done the work. Well, but it's it's funny that nobody else can grow from it and learn from it, but she can grow and learn from it because it's her family. And my favorite part is how she always identifies with her black culture, which she should. But now that this came out at the very beginning, she's like, well, I always thought we were Puerto Rican. And we were from Spain. Oh, now you Spanish. Okay. You believe that you are special, that somehow the rules do not apply to you. Obviously, you are mistaken. Let's move on to something else that's just as crazy. All right. Brittany Griner got a movie deal from Disney. No. Uh, They're going to talk about her. 
her harrowing time in the Russian prison. Oh, come on! Want to hear the quote that you can make fun of? Sure, go ahead. Mm. While I look up the Bill Burr, because we need that. I'm proud to be a partner with ESPN and Disney to share this very personal story because of its incredible potential to inspire hope around the world. Uh, Wait, no, that wasn't even the best part. I got to find it. Where did it go? Uh, Dude, look at the WNBA. They have been playing in front of three to 400 people a night for a quarter of a century. Gave you a league. None of you showed up. (laughs) Oh, here it is. Um... It says here, Griner was caught, we know she was caught at the Moscow airport with a cannabis possession, convicted and sentenced to nine years in prison in what was widely considered a political ploy. How is it a political ploy? (laughs) You went and broke another country's laws, much like in the old movie (laughs) Midnight Express, and you got in trouble. That's not a political ploy. And then we made it worse by tell them. Oh, we traded her for a terrorist that goes by the name Merchant of Death. The Biden administration traded the Merchant of Death. No one said that. Who said that? You said it. For a basketball player. Clearly, they did not read the art of the deal. That was he right. That gummit. And I'm not saying I'm not saying her life's not important because she's a basketball player. That's not what I'm getting at. No, I'm getting but- at the fact that she played for a Russian team in the offseason, so she knew damn well what the rules are over in another country. That's what's so laughable is these people that. Say Say that they hate America and it's so unfair. Try, try breaking the rules in other countries. That's yeah. what happens to you. You might hate America, but guess what? Not every place is like that. And now you're finding out. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well. We're here live right. at uh, the Super Bowl. No, we're not. What are you doing? No, I hit the Where wrong Where are all the feminists? That place should be packed with feminists. Faces painted, wearing jerseys, slashing it. <laughs> going nuts like the guys do in the upper deck with their big beard am I on the jumbo tron am I doing it none of you went to the games none of you you all you failed them not me not men women failed the WNBA ladies ladies name your top five all time WNBA players of all time come on God, that's so good. I know. I love it. It's All messed right. up, but he's right. Before you play this, let me just tell you. So earlier in the week, we discovered that Ben Shapiro, along with a rapper named Tom McDonald, came out with a song called Facts, and this song landed at number one on iTunes. It's also gone to number 16 on the Hot 100. They call me offensive, controversial. There's only two genders, boys and girls. They can't cancel my message because I'm the biggest independent rapper in the whole freaking world. Claim that I'm racist, yeah, all right. I'm not ashamed because I'm white. If every Caucasian's a bigot, I guess every Muslim's a terrorist. Every liberal is right. Yeah, let me uh, go right to the Ben Shapiro section. I've got the facts. My money like Liz, my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whap. Dog, it's a yarmulke. Homie, no cap. Look at the graphs. Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison. I'm on television. Dogs, no one knows who you are. Yeah, that's Ben Shapiro Uh, rapping. Is that crazy or what? That's wild. It is. Um, so, yeah, he made it to, like I said, number 16 on the Hot 100. And, and, you know, Tom McDonald, he's been around for a little bit, doesn't get a whole lot of recognition, but I love that he went to Ben Shapiro because he was like, I think he had this song in mind, and then he thought, what's really going to put this over the edge? Who can I get to be on this record to try to kind of push it? You know, he's trying to push people's buttons, obviously. I mean, you could ask Tucker Carlson to do it, but Ben Shapiro, nah, I think, is better. I could actually see Tucker doing it. You wanted to get somebody that nobody would expect would do it. And, of course, even, like, Ben Shapiro doesn't think 
hip hop is music. Yeah. He said that before. Now all of a sudden he's rapping and he's doing a pretty damn good job. Didn't Rihanna say, that's not bad? No, it was Nicki Minaj. Was Nicki Minaj? Okay, same yeah. difference. Yeah, she was like, it kind of sounds like one of my songs, though. Are you copying my music? Now, she knocked, he knocked some uh, Taylor Swift and, and Rihanna. Who, who did he knock out of first place? Uh, it, he had he beat out Justin Timberlake. Hold on. <laughs> ben Shapiro beat out Justin Timberlake. It says here. Not Tumberlump. <laughs> he stole the title from people like Justin Timberlake, Megan Thee Stallion, and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> There you go. Wow. Um, so the Super Bowl, obviously, this weekend, if you're having people over. The other day, remember we talked about, the, I didn't realize this, there were good luck foods and bad luck foods. And good luck foods were like hot dogs, pizza, chips, popcorn, and wings. And I don't then, know who decides that. I don't either. And then ba- maybe they did a study where it's like if you have the, I have no idea. Who knows? There's so many weird studies that are out there. The bad luck foods are apparently salsa and queso with chips which is strange because cheese dip and chips are usually really popular in football and very lucky yeah and deviled eggs and garlic bread which is okay so all of those for bad luck but um, you don't have people over for Super Bowl right do you do anything no no you don't do anything smoke do you do anything no I'm tired of buying new couches because of the stains if I go to (laughs) other people's houses you know no, are you right. going to bring anything if you go to somebody's house? Like, well, yeah, you, I'm not a rube. Do you bring like, um, what do you order? Like a, I brought some hay for the horses. Do you bring like a big thing of wings? Because you know you can order wings from Publix or whatever, a big huge thing. No, of it, I usually make over. a nice dip and bring you know, some chips and some beards. I, I, I got friends, you know, there's one, I'm going to pick up somebody that works here. Okay. Um, you know, when you go, let's say you go to Publix and buy wings for your friend's party that you go to. Yeah. Most people, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, you would take them out of the containers and put them on a tray and put cellophane over so it looks nice and it looks you like you put some time into it. Not just come over. He comes over with one of the, you know, the cardboard they give you at Publix, mm-hmm. you know, with the cold chicken <laughs> in and plops it on the counter. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I can one up you. I had a party one time and someone came over with, it was chips and dip, but the chips and dip were in the bag, in the plastic Publix bag, and they sat the plastic Publix bag on the table with all of the other food that was laid out. Not, hey, can I have a bowl to put the chips in? Or do you have a bowl that I could put the salsa in? I don't know. Maybe... Maybe people don't care about that, and if you don't, that's fine. No, whatever, no, but no, that bothers me. I do. I, I, my, it wasn't my wife either. That actually bothers me that you would come over with a cardboard box full of cold chicken, and you didn't take ten minutes to put it out on a right. tray and make it look, <laughs> you know, at least consumable. Because that's what my mother will do this week. Because my mom is like that too. She likes things out on the platter, like, so she's in charge of the wings. So I know that they'll be on a nice, pretty platter. And but you don't eat wings, do you? No, but other, everyone else at the house does. Does so. anybody are, bring you anything because they know you don't eat? I'll yeah. make a couple Food of things for myself. Like I would never, <laughs> I would never bring a veggie tray to somebody's house because that's embarrassing. But if you brought a veggie tray to my house, I'd probably eat it. But I have oh, um, God, a really? garbanzo and watercress burrito. <laughs> I'm making a big thing of nachos that don't have meat in them, but they got like beans <clears throat> and cheese and stuff. And then I have um, spinach and artichoke dip, and so you're having chips, veggie sandwiches, yeah. and uh, there's plenty for veggie me. Sandwich. Sandwiches? A carrot you, you sandwich? You act like you've never heard of a veggie sandwich. I've it's heard like of the it, most popular I, sandwich at most sandwich shops. Well, I you know. just one day a year just, you know, succumb to the peer pressure? No, and it's not peer pressure. I don't like meat. Get off my back. <laughs> yes, yeah, but you, you know, do. we like to pressure people that don't eat meat. So it's like, you know, a veggie sandwich would be roasted red pepper, spinach, cheese, uh, pickles. That's a salad. That's not a sandwich. And it's sandwich. on bread, and then you put like a really nice dressing on Why don't you just have there? a salad with croutons? Because I just want a, a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. It is a sandwich between two pieces of bread. Right. That's well, a salad. I'll tell you what, if anybody comes to my house with a veggie tray, you're not getting in. You're going to kick him out? Absolutely. Yeah. Come on, veggie tray? Give me a break. Real American douchebags. Today we salute you, Super Bowl veggie tray bringer. 
Super Bowl veggie tray bringer. People bring their favorite foods to the Super Bowl party. Wings, dips, bacon wrapped, anything. But you stop at the store to get a veggie platter. Nobody's going to eat that. The broccoli smells like a fart. Even a food (laughs) tray would have been better. We could have put vodka on it. Even vegans think this is lame. Yeah. So do what you do best. Bring a tray of veggies that's too dry. The hummus doesn't taste like anything. It's all going to end up in the trash anyway. Even the rats are not going to eat it. You are the Super Bowl veggie tray bringer. Real American douchebag. Hey, next year, do us a favor. Uh, deep fry everything. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Hey, you're with Stupid News on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. All right. Want to get Smokestack going? I got one of those type of stories. Uh-oh. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> for the no. first... For the first time ever, scientists have generated functional human brain tissue using a 3D printer. You should all be terrified. Scientists printed the tissue to be less than uh, 0.01 inches, 0.02 centimeters thick, and it contains both nerve cells and supporting cells called glia. All of these cells can communicate with one another and form networks as they would in the real human brain. Oh. Oh, my God. That's spooky, man. Now you're coming into that spot where things start gaining consciousness. So when do we marry technology with this and we have a, uh, it's, we it's have Skynet be, and we have the cybernetic it's, living organism? It's coming soon, man. It's coming so soon and so fast, it's not even funny. This is terrible, dangerous territory. What's disturbing is that uh, a lot of people get brain tumors and all kinds of uh, brain injuries and everything that we're spending more time trying to animate Technology that can kill us because they'll start thinking on their own and realize how stupid we are and they have to eliminate us instead of spending time trying to help people suffering from brain damage well, and tumors and cancer. And That's why Elon's doing the Neuralink thing. Well, and he, he stops doing OpenAI because OpenAI and ChatGPT, that was all his stuff. Wow. And he goes, oh, wait, this is getting dangerous. I'm out of here. We need to stop doing this immediately. And I need to start working on the only thing that might give us a fighting chance existential wise. Wow. All right. So um, I've skied a lot of years, like 25 years I skied. Wow, really? I love skiing. Big oh, yeah. Skier, I love skiing. Huh? I used to be. I can't do it anymore. Wow. But a uh, bunch of people my age still ski. I know a guy's 82 years old, goes every day, lives in Vail. Mm-hmm. He lives there. Oh, well, you live in Vail. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, but I mean, he's 82 years old. And he goes up the thing, has his little uh, marijuana pipe thingy, smoky, yeah. less tubey, goes up to the top, goes all the way down, does it all day, hour after hour after hour. It's Winking like- Winking at the girls at the ski lift. Talk to him every once in a while. Anyway, a bunch of skiers and snowboarders in Wyoming and a place I've always wanted to go to, Jackson Hole. Okay. Oh, I heard that's real cool. Yeah, never been there. Luckily, no one was hurt when this happened, but a moose ended up on- Right there near where people are skiing. No, not near. In the midst of, you see the, uh, what do you call them? Not the gondolas. What are those called? Ski lifts. All above. People are skiing all around. This moose is just running down the hill after them. That's a moose. That's a scary animal. I don't think people realize how big they are. Oh, yeah. Like uh, a deer, you have that. An elk is like a horse with antlers. A moose, a horse looked like his baby. Like, they're huge, wow. man. They're, like, they'll just walk over your car without trying. Well, here's a little clip of a guy encountering the moose on the on the slope. Moose, heads up. Moose, whoa. That you was the moose. Go 
faster. In the moment, more surprised knowing that those types of animals can be very aggressive, especially out in the wild. Usually moose are reacting defensively to the situation that they're in. It's not uncommon in areas where you have people recreating, especially even in big groups in these areas that moose are spending the whole winter in and getting their food there. So the moose came flying down the hill, went right between those two guys chasing the rest of the skiers. Pretty scary, huh? I mean, and the, the one clip that I don't know the I don't think you have it is he's like go faster go faster no, no, that was it. go that- go 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 but if you watch the whole video it goes longer and you got to see the guy's got a GoPro on and he turns around and he's it's almost like the one remember the girl with the bear uh-huh. yeah and she's skiing but she doesn't like realize until unaware. she gets home because she has a GoPro on her head and I guess it's facing her, it's, ter- it's out and it's turned around so you could see her face mm-hmm. and until she gets home and looks at it she doesn't realize there's a humongous bear chasing her almost the entire way down the hill oh my god dude blueberries aren't blue According to Rachel Burden, she is on UK Live Radio 5. The University of Bristol found that the little round superfoods seem to look blue, but that's only because of light refraction. Refraction? Refraction of some sort. The berry skin is actually black. Really? And the juice, of course, as you know, is red. Yeah. Well, if you want to get technical, all colors in your head. All right. And finally, if you want to do something different for Valentine's Day... Caretakers of an old English jail are offering adventurous couples the opportunity to dine in a cell for 215 bucks. Because nothing says I love you like prison. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be a new restaurant? No, you're doing a different story than the one I did. No, I know. I want you to do that story. Oh, you want me to do the pizza story? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Because okay. I'm doing the Valentine's things. I have another Valentine's thing, by the way. A Valentine's Day confection. Uh, we'll have many people seeing green. There's green broccoli dipped in chocolate for oh, Valentine's that. Day. That doesn't Ew. need to be a thing. You want to order it? Tender Stem has them. Why my, would you do that? No, my favorite so far, we talked about this yesterday, is that Pizza Hut came up with something. Because restaurants are going to do all kinds of things for Valentine's Day, but I thought this was pretty original. They have something called Goodbye Pies, and you can go to goodbyepies.com. It's a stem off of Pizza Hut. They're the ones actually doing it through Valentine's Day. And if you want to break up with someone, it's kind of like a buffer. So it's like, hey, sorry about the breakup. Here's some pizza. Hope it makes you feel better. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? You can cry right into the sauce. <laughs> the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestack. I'm not always like this in the morning. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Top five, top five all time. Now it's the Friday Top Five on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Five big ones to number one as the countdown rolls on. All right, here we go. Live from Maitland, Florida. Home of the Maitland Bees. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it's a a hockey team. Uh, It's time for the top five with Rick Stacy. Hey, man. Jill Bucko. What's up? And Smokin' Stein. Uh, hey. Oh. All right, here we go. Time to uh, start the top five. You can take part in it. 407-919-1059 has to be. No, you had very specific rules for this one. So these are Super Bowl performers, but it had to be one of the songs that they performed. In the Super Bowl, because, you know, because, yeah, because, yeah. Okay. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs, and believe it, you got to fight for your and there it is. The 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Little Bobby Boucher, you go play with your friends in your foosball. 
All right, here we go. Let's start it with Jill's number five song. Hit it. Now would be good. And go. Go, Jill. And you- go. I'm bringing sexy back. He, he did do this. This is from 2018 when he did the Super Bowl with the Tennessee Kids. Not the one with Janet Jackson, but the one by himself. Justin Timberlake. What Super Bowl was that? This is 2018. What Super Bowl? Uh, 54, I believe. I don't know. I can't read Roman numerals. Okay, I did mine in chronological order, so here's my number five song. Hit it. My number five song. Here we go. Is this the Ohio State marching band from 1962? No, this is Super Bowl I, 1967, University of Arizona, the Pride of Arizona Marching Band. Performing. Except that this isn't from that Super Bowl because I couldn't find it, so I just got the next best thing. This is Daft Punk done by the Pride of Arizona. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. So they performed this one? Yep. They're good, man. I enjoy a good marching band. I'll be honest. Didn't you go to this one, Rick? No. Oh, my God. Dr. Pepper just came up my nose. (laughs) The tickets were only $5 back in my day. Of course, back then, that was a lot of money. Horns, or you'd hear me snort. There you go. Nice. That was fun to listen to. All right. Now we go to Smokestacks list. His number five song. Do you want to say which Super Bowl this is from? Uh, yes. This is 2007. Okay. That's not the number of the Super Bowl. Well, but that's okay. Well, the then nobody five. knows the number. No, I have all the numbers written down for my all I good have the for years. you. All right. I have the years. Yeah. Arguably the best Super Bowl halftime show in history. No, it, it was. Nothing is better than that. I mean, God is on your side when you're singing Purple Rain and it starts raining. Yeah. In the middle of the song. And he's like, Wait. Also got best guitar solo Man. of all time. This time we all reach out the new I miss Prince. That means you too. Yeah. He's the best. You say you want to lead up. But you can't seem to make up your mind. I think you better close. 
I'm waiting for them one year to do a Super Bowl halftime show with just holograms. Oh, it's coming. Right? Of like Hendrix, Prince, Michael Jackson, yeah. George oh, Michael. That, that's definitely coming. All right, let's go to the phones. Sabrina. Well, she was online, too. Uh-oh. Oh, I see. Oh, man. She went bye-bye. Did we lose her? Well, she had a really good one. Oh, you want to play it anyway? Yeah. yeah Sabrina picked uh, Running Down a Dream, Tom Petty. I had that one, too. You did? Yeah. Oh. I didn't like the Super Bowl. I thought it was a boring yeah. halftime show, but I love this song, so oh, I was yeah. okay with it. Yeah. 2008? Just in YouTube. That. Yeah, you really liked the Madonna year, didn't you, Rick? No, I didn't like that either. Beyonce? Nope. Oh. He's not going to say yes to anything. He didn't like much. <laughs> Got to keep it close to the vest. All right. Thank you. What was her name? Sabrina. Thank you, Sabrina, who needs a new vo- You need a new phone plan. Uh-oh. That was from 2008. Yes. All right, there we go. Moving on, we go back to Jill's list, and this is song number four, Super Bowl performance songs I on... I think this was from 2001. I had this. He performed this with Britney Spears. Yep. Mary J was there, Nelly. In sync. Like this. I'm going to say it. I know she gets a lot of hate, but Britney Spears looked amazing during this halftime show. Oh, yeah. She had, like, the football jersey on tied up with the football pants. She was walking with Joe Perry playing the guitar. All right. That's probably one of my top five halftime shows. This is my number four song on my list. 1996. Really? Yeah, Anna Ross celebrating 30 years of Super Bowl with the Motown extravaganza. Nice. Remember she flew out in a helicopter? I do remember. Can't go wrong with Diana Ross. Oh, no. Super Bowl XXX. What's that, 30? 30. Did a bunch or he's doing two and one. Rick likes to be extra. Yeah. Top five BOGO. He needed something to do in between cleaning cat boxes. This is what he listens to on his motorcycle. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Smoke's list, and this is his number four song out of five. Here we go. Go. Hit it now. Go. Oh! Oh, right. I forgot about this. Now, he actually did a couple years. Yeah, he's been on a couple times. But 2004, I could never forget. Super Bowl XXXV111. (laughs) This was Nipplegate year, wasn't it? No. I was like, good gracious ass. Yeah. Was it the same year that Janet Jackson and Justin performed? Did he perform with them? Yeah. Okay, cool. I knew they had somebody else with them. I couldn't remember who it was. 
This is when our, this is when our, our industry was destroyed. This song will never get old. This song's a great song. Oh. It was Kid Rock, P. Diddy, Janet Jackson, Nelly, Justin Tumberlump. Yeah, that was a hell of a lineup that year. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's a good one. That was big time. All right, I'll see big time on the phone here. Uh, Courtney's on line one. Courtney, what do you got for us you today? Super line Bowl two, songs. If you could know the- uh, yeah, line one? Yeah, yeah, line one. He didn't sound like a Courtney. Go ahead, I'm, Courtney. I'm Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, to, uh, 2017 Lady Gaga with Paparazzi. Yeah, that would be L1. Yeah. I really enjoyed this halftime. I know a lot of people hated on her for it, but I liked it. I didn't like it. Of course you didn't. Of course not. Good choice, Courtney. Pizza of pepperoni there. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right. We go back to the beginning again. Now we're up to song number three on Jill's list. Mm -hmm. This is it. From Super Bowl what, Jill? I think this This one is from 2014. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Except mine sounds a lot better. (laughs) So annoying. That's so annoying. You took one of my songs, even though you did them a whole day before I did. Yeah, but we don't know. We don't know. This was another one that got a lot of hate the day after online. Why? People were like, oh my God, that's so boring. I was like, what? I love Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars was incredible on this. And he opened up the halftime show. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. He was playing drums. I never he knew he played drums. It was so good. He's a fantastic performer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, clean family fun right there. Well, he's, he dances, he sings, he plays instruments. He's fun to watch. And he already had his uh, prerequisite celebrity cocaine charge. Oh, okay. Well, that works. <laughs> it was either this one or Billionaire, and I thought this one would be more fun to listen to. Yeah, of course. somebody I would go see in Vegas. He's got a, a residency in Vegas. I'd pay money for that. This is my next song, song number three. Da, 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 da. 1998, Super Bowl XXXII. You didn't even bother. You didn't do anything past the year 2000. Well, I'm getting there. I'm doing mine in chronological order because I took time on it. You were bored. You nothing else better to do because Angie's not home. Mine are in order. <laughs> I would expect you to do that, organized breath. No, I do mine in order of importance. Oh. The ones I like. Besides, your first song was a band that, like... mistakes you can be. Couldn't 
love Boys to Men. You can't not listen to Boys to Men and be in a good mood. It's awesome. Now they're doing a new group called Men to Geriatrics. I'm fine with that. I'd still listen. There you go, Boys to Men, Super Bowl in uh, 2000 and... Uh, 1998. Back right. in my day. Smoke's number three song is up next here. Super Bowl songs performed live. That's not me. All right. That's not him, that's you. That's me. That goes away because you took that song. Here's my substitute number three no, song. No, no, you already went. It's Smokestack's yeah. turn. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, He's drunk go? today. I am drunk. Okay, let's go to Smokestack's number three song. Is that what we're doing? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Go. Now. Hey, oh, that's right. Yeah. McCartney. That was a big year. Which one was this? 2005, I think. Yeah. While I appreciate the Beatles and Paul McCartney, I think I remember it being a fairly boring Super Bowl halftime show. Do you think? But I do love this song. I know. Well, it was now, nice because, like, at the end, the whole crowd was singing. Yeah, yeah, I remember oh, that. I mean, the words are real easy. Let's go. Now we have the whole stadium doing it. That's... Well, they did that with the roof is on fire, so what's the difference? Uh, what Super Bowl was this? 2005. Thank you. <laughs> My favorite part. It, it, mine too, you know. I just... <laughs> okay, you get the idea. Yeah, he didn't even have any Beatles, no wings. He was just out there himself. See, that would have benefited from some holograms. You, you know. All right, here we go to the phones. What do we got? We've got Peter on line two. Now you answered line one. What is wrong with you? Peter on line two, go ahead. Chronological order. Good morning. Good morning, Peter. Save us, Peter. The who won't get fooled again. Who? Who? Oh. The who? What do we got here, Frank? Well, Horatio, we've got uh, Peter on line two. He's not dead. Well, I know it. He's dead. All CIS in... What's the, what was it? CSI. CSI. Sorry. Horatio, you're fired. <laughs> How did they get to the stadium? I think a lot of people took a poop break during this halftime. <laughs> This happened. The who? Yeah, uh, 2010. Really? Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Peter. Good pick. Thanks, Peter. If you want to watch CSI now. All right, let's move on. Back to the beginning here to Jill's list. This is her number two Super Bowl song. I don't remember this one. This is play. So there you go. 
the reason I picked this, this was the first, uh, the Super Bowl after 9-11. Right. So 2001 in September, obviously 9-11, this was the Super Bowl 2002. They played this song and then they had the names of those who passed that were scrolling on a giant screen and then they closed it out with uh, Where the Streets Have No Names. So it's a pretty special one. This was mine too. Jill's number two song, right? Yep. And now here's my number two song. Nice. Nipple Gate. It was still an amazing halftime show. This one was awesome. But what do we focus on? The areola. thing just popped right out and everybody the whole world ended <laughs> it did all right so we're up to smokestacks list this is his number two song no, okay oh yeah we just did number three yeah we do? yeah you're we're rolling two. on number two now you think this is a repeat let's see we'll find out uh no i think it, uh, it's similar artist though okay yeah he did the when the streets have no oh. name which was the last one they performed uh in the whole set which was awesome what a cool nickname, The Edge. You know? Like, try to get a cooler nickname than The Edge. Blade? Yeah, but it's The Edge. Like the, the, the edge of a building. I prefer Snoop Dogg and Dre. But this was just a special one because of the time it happened. They performed right after 9-11. Oh. And this was when the names were scrolling. Oh. Everyone had their lighters out. You too? Yeah. I thought you said it was Coldplay. No, it's no, I just had you too. Oh, oh, it's you too? You're just not on it today, are you? No. Okay. Jill, check your purse. See if you ate your... Uh... Just having it off. Did you take my Xanax from last week's <laughs> <Yeah>. Ruben <Canal? laughs> All right. All right, fun makers. All right, let's go to the phones. All right, Ollie's on line one. Ollie, what's your song? Super Bowl performance song. Uh, J Lo's "Let's Get Loud." All right, oh, great that was one. great. She came out that like silver sparkly outfit. Oh yeah, she was marching back and forth in her go-go boots. It's one of my favorite songs from her.
time, man. I can listen to that all day, but we don't have all day. Thanks. Thank you. You know if her butt is still insured for a million dollars? I believe it. Have you seen it? Is it still insured? That's what I'm saying. Spectacular. At what point do you have to renew your policy? I don't know. Hi, this is Geico. Your butt insurance is about to expire. (laughs) And Uh, you know, rates are going up on those. Wow. Oh, yeah. Totally, yeah. With all the advent of the fake butt, it's just... Well, not only that, hurricanes, flooding, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. We come up to uh, Jill's number one Super Bowl performance song. Michael Jackson performed We Are the World with a children's choir in 1993. Oh, that's right. <laughs> this guy does the marching band from 1902 and he rolls his eyes well, that at Michael was more Jackson. more fun than this. Yeah, all the children out there singing with him, it was awesome. I know, but I don't like him around kids. Well, deal with it. I know that voice. Who's that? Dan Warwick, I think. This is the real We Are the World because I didn't get the. He said not to do the live version. Oh. This, this is a oh, song yeah. I could listen to over and over again. Willie Nelson, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun to listen to the whole song and then try to place who they are. Right, it could be like a drinking game. <laughs> it is. There's your favorite. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, speaking of Springsteen, okay. Uh, let's go to... Uh, it's your number one. My number one song, mm-hmm. and unfortunately for Jill, it is Bruce Springsteen when he performed 2009. That was a seamless Fire transfer. Ball. Nice. I'm standing in the jungle, taking all the what year was this? 2009. Okay. Yeah, I had to expect this. This was the actual cut. Nice. Yeah, from Super Bowl V111. <laughs> Come to the Rick Stacy School of Roman numerals. Okay, do you... Uh, Can you do imagine you trying to find your flight information at <laughs> in the airport if it was all in Roman numerals? If it was back during the Roman Empire, yeah. Hey, I have a flight in a few minutes. On It's a flying dragon. Um, it's a gate V111. Can you tell me where that is? Uh, let's see. Steve is on line two. Wait a it's minute. the only I, one that's... I didn't do oh. yours. No, you didn't do oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. What are you, stoned? Maybe a little. What Both do you mean? you guys are. All right. What, what? You want to play it from here, or do you have a number one? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I do. Here, hang on. I got one here. If You, got, you do? You, you got one left. Let me say that this is it. Ah, that guy just called uh, it. Yeah, uh, here, I'll do, I'll do the other one, yeah, because he had that one. Oh, okay. Here's yeah, your alternate good. number one, Smokestacks list, songs from the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. I was just talking about this. this Very was, cool. This was a great halftime show. This is so funny because I was at the house with a bunch of people and all the younger people were flipping out. Yeah, hello, Dre is like 30 years ago, right? Yeah, well, everybody forgot about Dre. <laughs> all the 90s kids were like freaking out over this halftime. Really? It's still Dre Day. I, AK, I, 
I've grown a lot. Can't keep it home a lot. Cause when I frequent the spots that I'm known to rock. Did you edit this? From the truck yeah. When I'm on the block. You sure? I hope so. Yeah, we already would have been in trouble. Okay. My last album was the chronic. They want to know if he still got it. They say rap's changed. They want to know how I feel about it. you ain't up on pain. Dr. Dre is the name. I'm ahead of my gang. Still puffing my leaves. Still with the beats. Still not loving police. Still rock my khakis with a cuff and a crease. Still got love for the streets, repping 213. Still the beats bang, still doing my thing. Since I left, ain't too much change. I can't listen to this without hearing, like, seeing Training Day, the movie in my head. Oh, yeah. With Denzel. What a yeah. great movie. So good. All right, now we can go to the phones. I'm putting cases out on all you mother. <laughs> You're going to be stamping license plates in Pelican Bay. Easy, easy. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Steve is online. Too, and he has a perfect end. All, All right, right Steve, Steve, your last song on the list today. All right, but, uh, the, the greatest performance ever was uh, Whitney Houston's Star Spangled Banner. That's true. 1991. Here we go. Everybody stand up. She's not even trying. She's like a foot back to the microphone. I was actually in a desert storm during this. Wow. Oh, wow. Thank you for your service. That would mean a lot to you. Oh, it's really fun to see the hairstyles in the crowd. Man, that was excellent. Perfect. All right. God bless America. Okay. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, right? Doesn't get any better than that, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Don't follow them. Follow the Rick Stacy Morning Show on Instagram at the Rick Stacy Morning Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 